so. All right, we're recording. Oh, I need to adjust my mic. I was so stressed about my speakers. <laughs> Technical difficulties. So. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Weird intro. Um, Host Galden, welcome. <laughs> Yeah, we're with, much with we're much that. more we're we're much more dizzy today than <laughs> than we are dizzy, but that's okay. Um, yeah, that's actually very true. <laughs> um, it's been a busy day for me. It's been it's turned into a really busy week. So I started the week being like, oh, it's not going to be too crazy this week, and then I've had meetings end up getting scheduled and emergency meetings and extra emergency meetings oy vey yeah (laughs) fun stuff oh my gosh well we're recording later than usual today which i had already warned Mm -hmm. everyone about because i just you know i was like i knew we were gonna have to record later so i was like if you don't see an episode right away at the normal time this is why yeah but it's jack's birthday today so i actually baked him little pup cakes. <laughs> I don't think I know Zuzu's real birthday. Well, and the only reason I know is because the people we got him from, like, bought him from a pet store. So he mm. came with, like, papers and all that. So okay. I know that January 28th is his birthday. So he's 12 <laughs> today. My gosh. Old my, man. My little old man. <laughs> I know Zuzu's, as far as her, like, paperwork, supposedly, I think it was kind of a best guess, though. Hers is supposed to be in March. Okay. Yeah. So you can just kind of pick whatever day you want, but. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I think they did pick a day Mm -hmm. just to say, oh, this is her birthday. Yeah. (laughs) But who knows how legitimate it is. Accurate. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So we actually have a few homework things today. Homework. Why? Why? Like corrections or? No, housekeeping. Oh. I just don't know. I call it homework sometimes. I think because when I'm because talking about our notes. you later on and you're. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a homework. It is. But I think because I call like the note taking, I call it homework. So I just mm. get that mixed up sometimes. But um, number one, we actually recorded this last week, but mm-hmm. I figure we can just say oh, it yeah. fresh and new because I saved the audio, but there's more to add to it. So I just figured. Um, but I, we didn't have permission because we – this yes. is from an anonymous person. And I was like, you know what? I want to make sure we have permission before even mentioning it anonymously. Yeah. Um, but we'll just call this wonderful uh, Malek – We'll call him Anon for anonymous, but mm-hmm. uh, Anon reached out to us via Twitter DM and is a lovely human being who um, enjoys Senchalkapama mm-hmm. and enjoys listening to our podcast and I think was like a little blown away at how internationally loved Turkish DZs are. Okay. And the fact that we all have to um scrounge for good subtitles <clears throat> excuse me yeah we have to search the the deep parts of the interweb yes in order to watch these shows and you know filter through all those ads and things like that and Pop then the, you know uh-huh. yeah and the subs aren't even anything spectacular granted yeah. we're not going to complain about that because they're free but sometimes it does make it rough as you know yes. when i have to text miriam eighteen thousand questions during right. a watch um so this person was like, hey, FYI, I went ahead and manually subtitled episode 27 for you guys. Like, mm-hmm. so last week we had very good subs to watch the episode mm-hmm. with because this is a native Turkish speaker. 
And um, so it was it just made a world of difference, you guys. Yeah. I mean, Seriously. I, uh, I can't even explain it. There were even references to kind of wordplay and idioms and nuances. Like, yep. I was like, this is a gold mine. Uh-huh. These translations, they were they're they're amazing. Yes, they absolutely are. And he wants basically it's just a subtitle file. So we had to apply it over the video ourselves, which is not hard. Um yeah. Google and is your friend, guys. Google is your friend. Yes. I'm not going to go through and explain the whole way to do that because it's really easy to figure out. But And it's different for each kind of computer operating system anyway. So even if we explain it one way, you can have a different computer and it has to be done a different way. But um, basically, he wants to make the subtitle files available to anyone who wants them. He actually opened up a website where all you have to do is click mm -hmm. and then you just download the subtitle file and then... Um, and it's, you know, labeled whatever the episode is, like, mm -hmm. you know, uh, 27, 28. Those are the two episodes available right now. And you just download it to your computer. And then when you open up the video, you know, like, um, if you can figure out, again, Google's your friend, you can figure out how to get the video downloaded to your device from YouTube, say, for example, um, then you can just lay these subtitles over the video. Yep. And when you hit play, you have these incredible subtitles that just make so much more sense. And Seriously. they're just – i I've told him thank you so many times that I feel like it's lost all meaning. <laughs> but I'm like, you but, don't understand how valuable yeah. this is to us. Honestly. And – could be charging – us a lot of money yeah and, and and the fact that not doing it he's not doing that he really just wants the like the true fandom to be able to watch the show yeah with understandable subtitles um and, and he gives like a whole explanation just about why he's doing it on the website too so yes. if you guys have time to just read through that it's it's excellent. Yes. he He's just honestly a really wonderful person. So we will link that in the episode notes. Um, so you'll have to, wherever you're listening, Spotify, Apple, Google, et cetera, like when you look in the description of this episode, we have all kinds of info. There will be a link to click to go visit his website. Mm -hmm. um, and even he kind of explains how you can, you know, um, how you can lay it over uh, the video. So yeah. Anyways, if this is something you're interested in, it's not for everyone because, you know, sometimes it's just easier to deal with what's already out there sure. um, and watch it the way you already know how. But we just – I think it's worth it. Um, and just the fact that he's doing this manually on his own is just, like, awesome. So I do want to yeah. put a couple of things out there, though. Um, do not flood his inbox demanding – No. Um, episodes do not flood his inbox asking what's taking so long for mm -hmm. an episode because this is not done with auto translation software this is not done the way the shady websites do it where it's whipped out in a few hours within the live it it takes days it like like subtitles likely won't be out until the middle of the following week after the episode airs yeah um so you know and this is something he's doing for free out of the kindness of his own heart so please just Keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. Yes. And 
and if you're in a huge yes and if you're in a huge hurry to watch with subs the second they come out you can still use the old ways that we know how but i do highly recommend um doing it this way because i watched the subtitled episode saturday night after the subs came out Mm -hmm. and then i used his subtitles for the podcast watch and oh my gosh it like i said you guys night and day it made a huge difference um, so yeah, I just think it's really cool that this is even something he wants to do and that he took I the know. time to set up a website that's easily accessible for anyone who wants to download. Seriously. Um, sorry, I just hit the mic. Um, so anyways, we just want to tell you guys about that cause we got permission. So, um, yeah, so feel free to do that and enjoy an episode even more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like even last week, that whole joke between Melo and Tahir out, you know, when they're outside yeah. of the house, like. There was a whole explanation on the wordplay happening there, and it made it even funnier. Like, yep. so. Um, yeah. Even, like, the whole – the cone sugar thing because mm-hmm. Melo made a comment about, oh, we're going to lose our heads, and the literal translation for cone sugar is head sugar. So it's all those little things. It's it's mm-hmm. a stinking gold mine. <laughs> yep. It's just awesome. So, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So if you know how to lay subtitle files over videos, this is definitely something for you. Like I said, it's easy to Google and figure out how to do. Um, but, yeah. So anyways, that will be linked in the episode notes. I just wanted to make sure we gave a big, big shout out and huge chuk uh to our friend because oh, yeah. I just – um, I'm still like, I can't believe you want to do this for us. Like, it's, I know. It's Seriously. just the gratitude is unending. So, um, so thank you, anonymous friend. And then, um, what else did I want to talk about? Um, that was like the biggest thing I was concerned about, but, um, oh, neither Ashley or I will be available for the live watch this weekend. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do with the fact that we're all upset about the events of the fragments. <laughs> we already had. We already had plans. Um, so we will not be home at our houses to even be watching and commenting and Instagramming and Twittering and all that stuff. Um, so if nobody's around, nothing's happening on Instagram or Twitter during the live watch, I, we're okay. I'm okay. Uh, we're just not going to be able to live watch. We're going to have to do it. Um, we'll have to watch later. But Anyway, so I just wanted to give you guys a heads up for that right now. Um, if I remember, I'll still put up all the info for people who need it. I do it every week on how to be able to live watch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just won't be there doing live reactions like normal. So um, anyways, those two things were the big. And um, yeah, I think that's like pretty much it. I um, Oh, did I tell you I started a TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> nope. For <laughs> – I started a TikTok account last week. So people keep sharing like all these DZ videos, like edits and people mimicking them and like all stuff. And it's so funny. But when you like click to go look at it, it's it, it's a pain in the – you can't like do it without yeah having a TikTok unless yeah. someone has like downloaded the video and is sharing it on a different platform. But, right. So I was like, okay, I'm going to start one. Um, and I've I feel like probably what – 80 year olds feel like on Facebook like I (laughs) honestly that's like one of the main reasons I haven't done it yet because Mm -hmm. Mallory is constantly sending me throne of glass TikToks that Uh are all so (laughs) funny and genius and now apparently there's DZ TikToks so I'm like oh man this is this is getting out of hand now I'm I'm getting really tempted well just I started it with the DZ account. So you don't okay. have to start a personal one. You can just 
I know, but if I go on there and I start following all these Throne of Glass things, then you're going to get spoiled. Yeah, that's true. And I don't want that to happen. That's true. I feel about a lot about, like, I am not posting certain things in a lot of places because I'm like, what if Kristen sees this? She's going to get spoilers. I'm like doing oh my, my best to keep everything in this series Aww, a secret because so it's thoughtful. so much. It's so much better that way. No, I totally no, I totally understand. I oh. can only imagine how I would have felt like with Akatar when I was reading that. Like, I mean, that would have been. It still would have been an incredible series to read, but like, yes, to know like the biggest spoiler would be such a bummer, you know? Yeah. So you know how. Sarah J. Mass works. And yes. Like, so there's stuff that, like, uh, right. anyway. Anyway, well, there's a lot to be spoiled is what I'll say. Well, you can start one and just be, like, a creeper. Like, like you don't that's have to post. True. You could just start one and then follow all these, like, random book accounts. Yeah, that's true. And not actually post anything. Um, yeah, so I'm, like, uh, I, I'm navigating over there, but, I, like, I feel very, very lost. I feel very lost and old. I'm like, oh my gosh. Anyways, so there's this guy. He's I he's German and Turkish, um, and he is one of the main ones that like will mimic scenes from DZs and stuff, or okay, or be like every DZ hero and like it's playing the you know oh, okay that kind of stuff. Yeah, and um. And then I was looking at it, I was like, he's 18 years old. I seriously thought he was like 30. I think I've seen one of his videos and he does not look 18. He's 18. Holy cow. Because someone was like, you guys should totally get him on the podcast. And I was like, oh my gosh, that'd be so fun. And then I started looking and I was like, he's 18. I feel oh, like Oh no, he's a child. <laughs> like, I feel like that's so inappropriate. I can't. I can't. He's a baby. Like. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm Are a whole too creepy. Uh-huh. I'm like a whole person who can drive older than him. Like that's just weird. So I was like, no, I'll just admire his videos from afar. Um, oh, that's so funny. He just joined Twitter too, so he's like in the process of like posting a lot of his DZ TikToks on Twitter. Okay. And I'm like, oh, be okay. careful, DZ Twitter is crazy. So like, yeah, I hope honestly. you, I hope you know what you're in for. I know. I hope he has a thick skin. Yeah, seriously. Um, but anyways, and then. Because all the Senchal Kapama craziness this week, I have just buried myself in other DZs. So I binged watch Marashla and we bullied Ashley into starting it. So I'm like 20 minutes from finishing the first episode. Oh, so. okay. Yay. <laughs> well, and the nice thing is there's only three episodes right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. so that's why I was like, okay, you know, I'll give this a try because if I like it, it's not like, oh my gosh, I have all these episodes to watch now. Mm-hmm. So I was able to – I binged the first two and then um, Monday, the third episode aired and then I watched it Monday night and Tuesday morning yeah. um, and finished it. And then I'm halfway – I'm almost done with the fourth episode of um, 50 Meters Squared on Netflix. Mm. And that one's easy because those are like normal length episodes because it's a Netflix oh, original. Yeah, that's easy. So, yeah. So if that's one that you like – end up watching and liking oh i'm gonna watch it okay. i have it on my on my queue okay yeah. we should totally just, it's do just a matter of getting to it okay yeah. we should totally do a podcast about like not episodic like like when we oh, both yeah. finish we should do like a little mini like episode discussing just like the season i think that'd be fun and a lot of people are watching it so a lot oh, of people a lot of people many, have asked how many episodes eight 
and oh, they're that's like, easy. yeah, I think oh the first God. that's the f- like two and a half actual DZ episodes. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. So I was like, you know what? If we both watch the first season and then we just like maybe do an episode on it, that would be fun just to like talk about it, not like nice. the way we do, you know, with these. But yeah, just to kind of like have a fun chat and yeah. take notes on mm-hmm. anything and just exactly. The, yeah, I'm totally down with that. Yay. Okay. Good. Um. Well, then I, yeah, then I won't text you anything. I'll save it all for whenever we're going to talk about okay. it. Okay. <laughs> I always yeah, have to keep, think about – Keep your thoughts inside. <laughs> yep. Ashley and I always have to do that where it's like, oh, do I text you this right now about Central Kapama or do I wait and tell you on the podcast? Like, I know. I know. It's but, hard. It's, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a hard decision. Yeah. So anyways, I think now for real, 17 minutes in, I think now for real, I'm done with housekeeping. Okay. So there's somebody like outside with this really loud car. So <laughs> if you guys are hearing stuff, just this is this is what happens. Mm-hmm. Yep. So welcome. This to- is just a weird week. We're recording later than normal. Mm-hmm. Your work schedule got screwed up. So all the noises and stuff that are happening are probably noises that normally happen. We're just not usually recording at this time exactly. of day. So yeah. it's fine. My dishwasher's going in the background. So yeah, there's there's probably just gonna be weird noises happening, you guys. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so if you, unless you have anything else. No, no, I'm good. Okay. Well, so then. So we can jump in. Here we go. Yeah. So uh, fastest kidnapping solve ever. Amen. Um, Hallelujah. Uh, thank you. Um, Ferdy basically figures out something was in their drinks and everybody immediately realizes Ada is gone. Mm-hmm. And also they like recover from these drugs so fast so fast because they like wake up as soon as the guys get there it's like 20 minutes that they're asleep at max Uh because because tahir wakes up and he had punch apparently or just got hit or just got that's true my guess is he just got knocked out by those guys that's a good point so and then everybody else just easily starts waking up i asked Mm -hmm. i asked eric i was like okay let's say somebody slips you a mickey Uh how long do you think you're passed out for he's like at least a couple hours right i was like that's what i would think well in dz land (laughs) and assuming these were probably like sleeping pills like you know what i mean like it was like those are meant to give you like a solid like eight hours of sleep so i mean maybe there was like one full dose in oh. the whole bowl of punch oh. and maybe that's why they were only asleep for 20 minutes or it was just like benadryl or dramamine or something right <laughs> anyway i was just like oh dz's yeah. <laughs> dz so, time exactly so um tahir realizes that it was uh salmon bay mm-hmm. and he hears something about oh they said something about the ne- uh, helicopter pad nearby so that's my guess as to how Sarkhan finds her so quickly. Yes, because it was the closest the closest helipad nearby. Exactly. And he's going to know because he has private planes and all that jazz. So mm-hmm. Bay will know where all that is. Yep. So yeah, there's a quick little car chase. And then Eda punches the guy out herself, which was just lovely. It, yes, I loved that so much. <laughs> I loved that. It was like a... Like a joint rescue. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of like the princess saves herself, sort of. Yeah. And then the prince just finishes getting her out of there. <laughs> yeah. he's He's got the carriage ready for mm-hmm. her. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah. That's basically 
the kidnapping mm-hmm. wrapped up and solved. <laughs> yep. So, and they have, I do like, you know, she's like, I knew you would come here. We're already getting the foreshadowing oh from gosh. like the first five minutes. Now, listen, you guys, listen, there was a lot of heat in the fandom last week because there were two very clear sides last week before the episode aired of wedding var and wedding yoke. Okay. Now, Ashley and I were firmly in the team camp yoke. of wedding yoke because yoke, yoke, yoke. we've seen this film before. Uh-huh. Um, like when you've been in DZ land even for a little bit, like we're not even, I wouldn't even count us as veterans. We're only like two and a half years in to DZ yeah. land. Um, uh, people, a lot of people have been around longer. Mm-hmm. But once you've seen a few DZs in your day, yep. you know what to expect. Yeah, you get used to certain things that tend to happen. Or so. not happen. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So we were like, this is never going to happen. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. and then there were quite a few people who were like, no, the wedding's going to happen. Like, they wouldn't go to all, they had a henna night and they had a, you know, they had a, um, oh gosh, what's it called? The, the hammam. The hammam. Uh, you know, they did the whole, you know. Um, She's got a dress. He's got a tux. Yes. The hashtag was Anna Now, listen, <laughs> they went way too far with that. I agree. The Those, they straight up said, we're going to middle finger all y'all yes. with this hashtag. Even with that hashtag, though. I was like, this is not happening. I literally tweeted. I retweeted it with a comment that said, they're only giving us this hashtag because we're not actually going to get Ada Bolot, like just so y'all know. And I I got a few heated replies who were telling me that basically I was a Grinch and I'm like, well, that's fine. But I'm just (laughs) – You're a realistic Grinch if that's the case. Exactly. And I'm like, listen. And I'll be a Grinch in your Grinch house too. I – would have been like, and I said, listen, if this wedding happens, I will come back and eat everyone, every last one of my words for you all. Oh, yeah. I hope I'm wrong. I hope we all I'm have wrong. To eat crow at some point or another, especially uh, when it comes to Daisies. Absolutely. So, I mean, remember when I thought Perul was like going to be a villain way back in like you know the early days? Hey, so, look, we didn't know what was going on with her at the beginning. <laughs> no. Okay, so, <laughs> but yeah, so. I I was just like, oh, man, I feel – part of me was like, I feel sad for all of you whose hopes and dreams are going to be crushed mm-hmm. after this. Yeah. But then the other part of me wanted to be like, I told you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I did not do that. I was like, listen, I'm really sorry for all of you because I've literally experienced this before, which is why I knew better than to come into this hoping for this. So I do remember yeah. how it felt when everything happened at the end of EK47. Uh, and, you know, we all remember how that felt to have that happen live. And we yeah. did not expect it. Yeah. Um, not at all. And because, now I'm like, mm-hmm. ah, how naive I was. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that's what trained us to be so ready for the events of this episode. Mm-hmm. But anyways, so all that to be said, when she's like, I knew you'd come for me. I was oh like, oh, here's for, here's foreshadowing number one. Dude, they laid it on Thick. This so episode. thick. I was like, "Look, do you think we are this stupid? Do you are you are you?" It felt a heck of a lot like they were shoveling this mm-hmm. foreshadowing down our throats. Oh. Personally, personally, yes. sure. I was kind of like, 
All right. Look, I, I know you're doing your best to show, but really this is a tell. Yeah. That's, that's happening uh-huh. here. So 100%. I, I was kind of shocked. I was like, all right, this is pretty heavy handed. Yeah. With all of this. All of it. But anyway. So um, anyways, we do get a sweet little, you know, he puts his coat on her. They snuggle. He's holding her. Um, you know, it is a very cute rescue reunion, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But then we fast forward past everything um, after, you know, statements are given at the police station and all of that. And um, Ed is having a chat with the girls. They're at home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's basically like, here we go. Here's the next foreshadowing <laughs> 20 seconds later. This is the last disaster. Nothing can separate us now. I think I did. I text that to you. Maybe. <laughs> But I was like, oh, okay, we didn't even get time to digest the last foreshadowing and you're shoving the next one down our throats. Because, yeah, she basically was saying, like, this was the last horrible thing that could have happened to us. We made yeah. it through it. So, like, nothing can separate us now. Yeah. Um, and while that's all happening, the next day there's an important envelope delivery happening at Art Life mm-hmm. that I am sorry, this front desk girl should have known better. Like, honey, march your butt up to Layla and give her that envelope yourself. You, If you've worked with her dem for even two minutes, like, you should know better than to hand him an important envelope that needs to get to Sarkhan or Layla. Well, and I was, like, I was also thinking, girlfriend, you can walk the 50 feet. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. it's not that far. No. Layla's right in the office over there. Uh Uh-huh. But, of course... The, the whole thing is because it has to it has to get lost. Right. So anyway. Anyway. Um so yes, it's it gets lost because Erdem, it's this huge pile of stuff, and thus begins the saga of the envelope. This happens during the whole episode. Uh, I was it's just gonna lost, say never yeah. opened, lost, we, never opened. We pan off, back and forth. Stuff. Yeah, we pan back and forth to it a lot. So we probably mm-hmm. won't cover every single time that happens, but yeah. Just know that it happens. Yeah. So Eda and Ifair are going to head to Idon's uh, so that they can talk wedding stuff, right? Is yeah. That- it's – they want to do wedding prep. And then we kind of – we switch back and forth a bit. So – but basically, yeah, they're doing wedding prep at Idon's. At the same time, Baba Ane has threatened Saman. She's on the phone That's with him right. basically saying like, don't ever – don't even step foot into this country, much less this city. Like – yeah. Or I will tear you apart. Yeah, she's chewing him out. Yeah. So that's that with Saman Bay. Um mm-hmm. and also in the break room, Melo and Layla are trying to figure out the whole Sherbet thing and how that happened. And the light bulb moment happens that they realize that Balja never drank any, but yet she quote passed out. And Melo yeah. kind of like wants to jump in and do something about it, but then she's like, No, no, you know what? The police will deal with it. I need to just let they'll figure it out. I need to just let it lie. Right. Um and then, yeah, wedding prep at Idon's, there's a, you know, there's a whole to-do list. She's brought a planner in. They're discussing where will they live. The, Sarkhan and Edda are like, well, we're getting married on Saturday, which is three days away, which, of course, then puts them all into overdrive. Idon and Ifair are, like, freaking out but also being pushy with the things that they want. Yeah, and being pushy about where they're going to live and who's going to – it's all this stuff. And yes. Edda and Sarkhan are kind of like, chill out. Mm-hmm. Let's have the – Wedding planner, take care of all this stuff, and then we'll take care of the housing later because this is our wedding. Right. 
Newsflash. Yeah. Well, and Sarah Khan says several times, like, let's handle the house topic later. Like, we'll yeah. deal with that. I would – the the teeny, tiny shred of hope I have left in me um, wants to think he's, like, prepping the doctor house for her. And, like, so that's why he keeps kind of, like – yeah, we'll figure out housing later, wink, wink, right. nudge, nudge. Like, let's not right. bring that up now because, like, he maybe has a plan going. Right. as a surprise for her. Right. Um, but, like I said, there's, like, 2% of me that's hoping mm. for that just so that if it doesn't happen, I'm not, like, a puddle Crushed. of – Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Your so. soul isn't crushed. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I feel like that is <laughs> – sorry. I, at this moment, I realized – that that is how I've been watching this show lately. I've mm-hmm. been watching it on the defensive. Uh-huh. I've been like coming into it uh-huh. prepped and like armored up and yep. ready to <laughs> ready to withstand a really bad beating. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm mentally prepared for it, and I feel like that's the only reason I haven't been losing my mind mm-hmm. a, a little bit with some of this stuff. Yeah, because I've been coming into it. With skepticism and with, you know, in that defense mode rather yeah. than in the offense mode. Yeah. So, yeah, I kind of just realized that. <laughs> so, well, it's probably the 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 smart thing to do. So, um, anyways, Balja arrives at work. And so Melo's mm-hmm. like, let's do this whole good cop, bad cop thing. And, you know, she starts kind of chatting about the sherbet. And then points out like, oh, but you didn't um, have any. And Balja's like, oh, yes, I did. I actually found some, you know, in one of the glasses. Because, you know, Layla's like, but the cauldron was empty. And like, you know, you said you hadn't had any. So she right. basically says like, no, I drank some. Well, Melo, the MVP of this whole episode. I know. Seriously. And I think we said that about her last week too. But um, yeah. she is like, oh, well – What'd you think of it? Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, you know, Ball's just like, I really don't normally like stuff that's that sweet, but this was delicious, even despite the fact that it was super sweet. And Mela's mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, cool. And as she walks away, she tells Layla, yeah, that hag didn't drink any because it was way more sour than sweet. It was delicious, yeah. but I had five glasses of it. So I think I am a pro to know that this was not sweet. So she definitely didn't have any. Yep. So Balja has been found out, at mm-hmm. least by Layla and Milo. Yes. So the wedding planning continues and, um, you know, she's kind of just wanting to know the concept and the moms mm-hmm. are arguing about everything, of course. Yeah, there's so. like seven scenes of opinion, differences of opinion and the way things should be done that happen yeah. between Idon and Ifair throughout this episode and the wedding and planner. And none of it is really important. No, no it's just, <laughs> it's what we already know. There's... They're just very different women. So, mm-hmm. you know, Idon clearly has this more high society posh idea of how the wedding should be. Yeah. Ifair has a more like down to earth, chill, you know, country type wedding that this should be. And right. it's just the clashing. So. Yep. Um, Ed, Ed's there basically flees because they're like, well, like, you've got a planner. So we'll see you later. We have work to do. And exactly. they nope on out of there. Yeah. So back at Art Life. Uh, grandma immediately finds them and she and Edda go to chat while Sarah Khan gets a phone call and grandma essentially tells her she's gonna back off and she's not gonna obstruct the wedding anymore even though she doesn't agree with it she kind of talks about you know how she wants to have a good relationship with her and all this stuff and um 
Let me see. She says, after so many years of separation, I would not want it to turn out like this. And of course, Edda is all of us. And she's like, well, this is how it happened. Like, this is what you have done. <laughs> and so then Edda kind of is like, look, if you want to, you can come to the wedding. And Baba Ane says that she'll think about it. Yeah. So no, she – Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well – this is how we find – this is when we find out she has a plan to, quote, change the whole balance of the holding. Mm-hmm. So – Now – She's still up to something. We just don't know what. Right. But – uh, this is her exit. Like, she's no longer going to be on screen, as, you know, we learned. Because right. on Twitter, they bid farewell to the three actresses who are leaving. One of which mm-hmm. I'm very, very upset about. But um, this felt so anticlimactic. And like, out of the blue. And out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, okay, we had this woman built up pretty much from episode one about this, like. Oh, Yeah. You know, she's this kind of mystical existence that's, you know, caused a lot of um, strife and heartache in Edda's mm-hmm. life and in Eifer's life. And then she marches into here with her paper thin, you know, uh, motivation for revenge, where it already didn't make sense that she was coming so hard for Sercon when he was a child when everything happened. Mm-hmm. And then, like, then just for her to – yeah, she was caught at least, like, you know, because last episode right. they're like, I, we know you're responsible for all this, blah, blah, blah. But she doesn't really suffer any kind of consequence. She nope. doesn't – she doesn't get justice. Like, we don't get justice mm-hmm. for the things that she's done. And while I guess I can appreciate that they weren't just like all of a sudden she's like, I'm on board and Sarakon loves you and you two are amazing and I support this. Let's be besties. Like, I do appreciate that we didn't go that route either. But I'm like, all of this just for you to make a quiet exit? Like, and there's people who think that she has um, more of a hand in what happens to Sarakon on the plane and everything. But I personally don't believe that. I I think her whole sh- – bal- the entire balance of the company will change. I think that was what happened at the end of the episode. Oh, um, totally. Yeah, I agree. I think that was supposed to be the end of her mm-hmm. and will be the end of her. Mm-hmm. But it's just so odd to have this be the way – yeah, I – anyway, I don't really have anything to add except to what you said. I think everything you said I agree with because it's just kind of confusing. Well, and I've realized too that this show from the get-go really has struggled with a good villain. Like Oh, definitely. Like Khan, I I got. Like I yes. got his motivation. Mhm. I mean, even though it was never really fully clear what happened, there was obviously a falling out that you know, screwed his family over, blah, blah, blah. So he's, like, out to get Sarakon. Um, But then he up and disappears, and it's like, oh, here's all my shares to Ferry. Goodbye. Yeah. He yeah. caused, you know, one issue where, you know, it seemed like Edda might have been working with him. Mm-hmm. Um, And then who was our villain after Khan? Like, not really anybody. Not really anyone. Because Efe wasn't mm-hmm. a full villain. Celine wasn't a full villain. And, you know, we didn't necessarily need a villain at that point because Sarkon and Ida were fighting their feelings and all of that. So, like, 
that's what was keeping them apart was her still thinking. Yeah, it was plenty of conflict in and of itself. Yeah, so we didn't necessarily need a villain. Right. After that. But um, then, you know, and Celine at this point wasn't a full villain. She was just, she wasn't, you know, a great person in the sense like she was, you know, dragging this one guy along when she clearly was in love with someone else. But at that point, she was just hurt, misunderstood, making bad choices. She wasn't like a villain. Mm-hmm. Um, and then F.A. came along and F.A. was never a villain. No. We thought he was going to be. We thought he was going to be. he just wasn't. No. And honestly, like, he, you know, he shouldn't have been. I mean, he kind of was when he caused that stupid collapse thing, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, like, one bad deed does not a villain make, I guess, is right, the point. Right, Because – and that's kind of what the tale has been through mm-hmm. this whole series. Right. With uh, – like, from Khan up until Baba Ane finally mm-hmm. showed up. And then she has been a real, true, official villain. So it's odd to me. I mean, obviously, there could be contract issues and that's why she's sure. leaving. But if she – if they were able to continue to utilize her, mm-hmm. that to me makes a lot more sense to mm-hmm. go in that direction with a married Ed Sare. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this so much before. Right, right. About what, where we think that the conflict should go mm-hmm. and just have them be married and the two of them against the world, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So it's it's just interesting. There are just some plot choices – that have been made and that are being made that I'm honestly just confused about. Yeah. And the villainry is one of them because we've mm-hmm. had people come and go where – so then it's like it's not even all this time to really develop who they are before they're like poof, gone. Right. Um, like same with Balja. I mean from the get-go we knew she was just going to be more of a conflict and we were all like, oh, brother. Right. None of us expected her to last super, super long as it is. Right. Um, but then part of me is like, okay, this whole thing with the initials SB, and then you guys never did anything with that. Like, nope, never. Other than Sercombola. Like, mm-hmm. where was her meeting some random person in, you know, when she was maybe actually doing her job and meet someone right. with those or, initials? Or say man is say man whatever last name yes. to be. That and honestly would have been a – And they fall in love yes. with each other. And yeah, there, <laughs> there's there's just a lot. There yeah. have been a lot of dropped balls in the storyline, kind yeah. of bro- kind of loose loose threads, you mm-hmm. know, loose ends that, that we've kind of just moved past. Right. And it's – yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so I just thought, okay, even though she had this like paper-thin motivation and I was disappointed with – like, okay, you know, I mean, I know we've used this, we've used this a lot. And even she ended up wearing out her usefulness. But like Eileen from the get-go and EK, we were like, okay, I get why this woman is on a rampage. Like, yep. she's wrong and she's dumb, but like a woman scorned, you know? Yeah. Um, she was such a great villain. Yeah. This wasn't that though. Like, and I just feel like. There's, I don't know. I just wanted more from Baba Ana just for from how long we waited for her um, and things like that, you know? Like, yeah. I I just – I agree. There was wanted- a lot of lead up and then kind of a letdown. I mean, when yeah. she first came in, mm-hmm. she came in with a bang. Mm-hmm. And so that was – it was like, oh, she's really a force to be reckoned with. Yes. Like the fact that she was – you know, we all suspected from the – from early that she was the secret partner and then she was like i love her being brought in that way 
where she was still this like presence off screen before we even met her. Um, and we weren't even sure until until F.A. basically is like, yes, you know, we did confirm that this company is responsible for the death of your son. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's when we officially got the confirmation. Right. So there was like all this built up like the secret partners, Baba Ane, secret partners, Baba Ane. And then she shows up. Everyone's like, whoa, she's a secret partner. Um, she's here. You know, she brings in her throne and all this craziness and all this <laughs> yeah. stuff. Um, and then from like from 25 on, it was like, okay, what do we do with her now? Yeah. Like, Yeah. That was kind of the, the feeling. Yeah. So, Anyways, I mean, yeah. she's, she's done now. She's gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is really isn't this her last scene too in the episode i think you're right yeah i think, I think everything else was yeah just the letter you're right yeah. so yeah so she basically says the entire balance of the company is going to change and then that's the last we hear see of her right. um on and the then screen. yeah so then we're in the conference room sarah on the phone the three musketeers are all whispering that's right balja walks in to have him look at some kind of uh press release or something mm-hmm. and, and he Malo. takes it and Melo is all of us and she has this outburst <laughs> and she's like Sir Conway, Anish Day and she's like I have to tell you something and he's like okay Melo what's up and she's like Balja faked passing out she didn't drink any of the drink blah blah and of course Balja's got this deer in headlights thing and then she's like uh uh like trying to think of how to be like no. get out of it mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Sir Con says I know. I know which I loved because yep it reminded me of the early episode when he – his CFO dude, he yes. knew he was working with Khan. And then he's like, yep. oh, yeah, but I knew he was working with Khan. By the way, you're fired. Goodbye. Like, Yep. It and was that's, very reminiscent of that. And that's what happens here. You know, he's like, yeah, the police told me there was someone who didn't actually drink any and clearly faked passing out. Yeah. And she starts to explain. And he's like, look, Balja, it doesn't matter. I know you're not the one who actually, like, poisoned the drinks. Right. But – He's like, you could have helped everybody out and you chose not to do that. Right. He's like, which is really strange. Yeah. Well, and here's <laughs> and the thing. So he fires her. Now, don't come at me, people. I am not defending Balja. But this happened on personal time. Like, can you actually fire someone for – like, this wasn't a work thing. That Like – this, Dude, I didn't even think of that. This doesn't affect her ability to do her job. Like, I get it. I mean, she let she let her boss's fiance like get kidnapped. Okay, like that is absolutely. She's a horrible garbage human. But if that happened, and maybe you know, is it like a? Could it be counted as like a character? Maybe thing you know where clearly her morals do not align with those of the company and so right. we're gonna let you go <laughs> it could that's yes that's true because i do think that there are situations i people will talk about in this day and age being careful with your social media mm-hmm. because companies you might yeah. not be hireable if you're stating and mm-hmm. acting certain ways on social media and the companies can find that kind of stuff yeah so i don't know if that's necessarily something they could fire you over but i don't know right but again i mean the bylaws and all that kind of stuff yeah and it's dz land and obviously we need to just get rid of her (laughs) but i was kind of like but she didn't mess up on pr she didn't even do this on company time like 
yes, this was all people she works with, but this was all personal. It was a bridal shower for all That's intents true. and purposes. Like, you know That's what I mean? True. So anyways, I just – that popped funny. into my head where I was like, mm, is that even legal? Like, could she sue him for unemployment? Because <laughs> – anyway <laughs> anyway it doesn't matter she's gone thank god she's gone yeah and then we have the cutest moment between melo and sarah okay because when she's fired she is all of us and she literally jumps for joy and like uh-huh. does a quick clap and then yeah and she like hugs she runs him. over yes gives him a hug and she's like oh and you say i love you so much and he's like i love you too melik <laughs> I, oh my gosh that made me so happy. So stinking cute. I love their little relationship. Me too. And I'm so glad that that's something that has stayed like steady and consistent. Like, yes. Because I oh, I just love them. And I really feel like we're going to need it desperately in the coming week. So mm-hmm. um, anyhow, so Safi continues to play referee peacekeeper between these yeah. two, all the bickering. Um, yeah. Edda is bummed. Now we're back at Art Life. Edda mm-hmm. comes in. She's chatting with Serkan, and she's like, she's basically bummed she didn't get to see Balja fired. <laughs> yeah, because she's like, Serkan, you're like working like everything's normal after you just fired her for doing this horrible thing. And he's like, Well, I did what I needed to do, and now I've got work to get done. Yeah. So, um, you know, Mira calls the wedding planner, and Serkan's basically like flooded with work. So, can you come and do your presentation here? Like, I can't leave the office. Right. So Edda's all excited, like. You know, she's sitting down, like, they're planning – they're going to be planning their wedding. And so she's got all this, like, really excited, nervous energy. But Serkan's just tunnel vision. And you can tell something's up because he's, like, mumbling to himself, like, oh, we shouldn't have taken this job. What is this number? Blah, blah, blah. Like, mm-hmm. so he's stressed about whatever it is he's looking at on his screen. So he's tunnel vision and not fully paying attention. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you can tell it is kind of like, huh, okay. Um, so Mira's there. She comes – She's presenting ideas and you can see that there's some cause for tension because Sarah Khan's like, well, somebody else can decide this or someone else can decide that. But Ed is like, but it's our wedding. Like, right. You know, like we should be deciding this stuff together. And yeah, it's just. You, you can kind of see, I mean, I don't – I didn't really have a problem with any of this because, honestly, planning a wedding is really stressful. Mm-hmm. And then if Much less in three days. Exactly. So something like this, you're bound to have little moments of tension between you and your fiancé when stuff is coming up this mm-hmm. quickly. So this – I was like, okay, fine. I totally get it. This is a to- very natural, normal thing to have happen between the two of them. Yes. Uh, now, I'll see you that, but I'll raise you a – your fiance literally just got kidnapped and was almost taken from you. Don't you think you'd be like <laughs> not wanting her out of your sight for a while? And like, you know, what I mean? like, so part of me was kind of like, why aren't you glued to her hip? And why are you so um, sidetracked with work? Like, I get it. You're Sarah Combolat. You're you're a hard worker. You're a workaholic. Like, and I don't want to fully let go of that. I still want right. to see him be a hard worker who's dedicated this particular situation, though, the whole time I was just thinking, like, this is really weird. Like, you'd have a bit of trauma, a tiny bit of trauma, at least, for both of you, where, like, yeah. I feel like you would not want her out of your sight. Like, I mean, this is the man who, when she, like, sneezes or coughs, he's, like, and passes out. He's, like, we need to go to a doctor and get all this stuff taken care of. But yet she was almost kidnapped out of the country and brought to a psychotic prince, and you're not, like – 
you're not leaving my sight. You're going to be glued to my hip and we're going to be focused on each other for a while. Like, yeah, that's that's a good point. And I mean, yeah, I <laughs> I don't really know how to respond to that without <laughs> ripping these writers to shreds. <laughs> I, I'm being completely no, honest. I understand. I understand. Because I, I <laughs> again, I have kind of had to approach these episodes Mm -hmm. with like a this is not the same central kapama Mm -hmm. and i need to just come to grips with that right because we both do a lot of it was like yeah i'm like i don't get that this is stupid Mm -hmm. why is there so much dancing oh my gosh the dancing and music this episode it so (laughs) it was cute and it was sweet but i was like there's so much of it but honestly, watching it Saturday and then watching it with the subs and doing my note taking, I it was diff- like it's difficult for me not to just crap on this entire episode. Yeah, if I'm honest, I know. If I had my way, mm-hmm. this episode would have been none of this weird middle stuff. It would have been a little bit of wedding planning. Mm-hmm. We get a cute montage of her getting her dress, mm-hmm. which we don't get until almost the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. We get a little montage of him getting his tux. Mm-hmm. They get married. They have a nice party. And then Baba Ane does something crazy and that's how the episode ends. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, it could have been that. Yeah. And we still could have had our sexy time with mm-hmm. between the two of them. And it was like, oh, that's the wedding night. And they're finally together. And now mm-hmm. we have this really hot, steamy scene between the two of them. It just – a lot of it made no sense to me. And yeah. I honestly could have taken the dancing mm-hmm. if it were, <laughs> you know, a little – shorter and i i understand okay maybe there's a little more context because they're they're celebrating and all that kind of yeah, stuff yeah but a lot so much of it like with ifair and idon and going to the plastic surgeon and all this <laughs> stuff i'm like this is filler i don't mm-hmm. want to see this can we move on and get plot going well and, and then with people doing stuff that didn't even make sense mm-hmm. like you just explained so and this makes I, it, here's what else that makes me question though is like and this is I think just more of a DZ land issue in general sure. is I and I obviously don't have anything to base this on I don't have an insider as much as I desperately wish I had a fly on the wall who I could be like is this what's going on because this is like what I think is happening right um is based on like fan outrage. <laughs> on like Twitter and things like that with things that have happened. Mm -hmm. Um, Are they making these like maybe not total script changes, but are they making changes to things like, oh, crap, let's do this now. Oh, crap, let's do that now because this pissed them off and everyone's flipping out. Where it was like, well, now we have to depend on these like filler scenes because now we're going to change this to this and like – Karem is shooting another DZ also. So, you know, we don't have him on set a whole lot when we're mm-hmm. making this change. Um, and and that's something I'm also trying to keep in mind, too. And that's why I'm not just going to crap all over this whole episode. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, there's so much el- there's so much more going on behind the scenes. And there are so many different facets to putting a production together. Well, and it just furthers my – um theory whatever you want to call it that maybe the writers don't have as much 
authority over the actual story that they're writing that we think they do. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Which is why maybe a lot of stuff stopped making sense at certain points for people. Mm Because it's like, well, is this the story that they even wanted to tell? Is this the story Aisha wanted to tell? Is this the story these writers really wanted to tell? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah, know, because if the producers are like, no, we're not doing that. Did you see the fans on Twitter? Blah, blah, blah. Right. Then what choice do they have? Right. And they did have you, no choice. Right. And if they're assuming that the people on Twitter outraging are the same people that affect their ratings, like, and they, you know, it all comes down to a money grab. And I get that because you need to make money to produce a show. Right. But also part of me is like, or maybe just let your writers tell the story that they're wanting to tell and deal with whatever comes. Like, okay, mm-hmm. you know what? Yeah, this didn't go great this week, but there's a bigger picture happening here. So, like, when we get to this point that they are trying to get to, whether it was Aisha and her team, whether it's this team now. Right. Like, maybe just let them tell the story that they're wanting to tell fan fan outrage or not like i know because nobody like you know what i mean so i just keep that just keeps coming more and more to my mind is like should i should we really be pissed at the writers is this who we really need to be pissed about right like or should we be mad because maybe they're having pressure put on them to go a certain way and they already are pressurized in the sense that they have to write these long episodes every single week well, and, and then if they're trying to keep the producers happy and they're trying to keep the fans happy mm-hmm. and they're walking this tightrope every mm-hmm. single week and trying to churn out two and a half hours of content, mm-hmm. which is a lot of content, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. yeah. And then I think you and I are like – you and me personally, I can't speak for anyone else, but I feel like maybe we were more forgiving of things like that happening in the earlier days because there was so much other stuff that we were that we love personally like symbolism and the metaphors and the literary references and Mm -hmm. the mythology references and things like that that we were like clinging to and like you know that this is just we're really drawn to that so we were like oh we can allow all this other weird stuff that's going on because Mm -hmm. we're still getting our dose of right that symbolism right that for us makes the story happening Mm -hmm. richer um but now that we meaning you and I don't have that, um, at least not the way that it was. Um, I think it makes us personally um, more critical. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and we're probably a lot more aware of mm -hmm. things – I, I don't want to say deficiencies. Yeah, but because it's all it's all opinion-based, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, because you and I really like the same type of storytelling. Mm-hmm. That's something, you know, that, that's why we like a lot of the same things, right. where, whether it comes to books and movies and DZs and that sort of thing. Like, yeah. we know what the other one will like because yeah. we like similar things. Right. And obviously, everybody else has their own preferences right so if you and i were going into this dz expecting certain things Mm -hmm. enjoying specific aspects of it and then suddenly those things are gone we're gonna notice Mm -hmm. other things that other people might be perfectly happy with right and maybe we're just like you said being more critical well and you know with with someone like aisha's storytelling you do have to 
dig to find the things that like mm. we found like you can still enjoy the story without that stuff like you know what i mean like the Absolutely. knowing the knowing the flower symbolism and all that you could still enjoy the beautiful story that was being built between edda and sarkon and the tension and the angst and all of that mm-hmm. that stuff all existed without that extra stuff that we like right. um so when that leaves for for people who aren't really like as into that or not really looking into it they it's not they're not going to notice a void mm-hmm. that we notice because for them it's not a void so yeah it's it's like it's like an onion and mm-hmm. we liked multiple layers of the onion that's a really and suddenly one of the layers was shed and everybody's like what are you talking about it's still, it's an, still onion. an onion oh my gosh that is like <laughs> that per- explains it so so perfectly like that explains it really perfectly because it is it's still Mm -hmm. an onion Mm -hmm. and we can still enjoy the onion Mm -hmm. but we're like but it's missing a layer yeah (laughs) yeah you're totally right you're totally totally right you're totally right anyways of metaphors yeah no absolutely yeah Anyways, I mean, we I know we guys, got totally we're, off yeah, track. It's, we're probably going to do that a lot this episode. So sorry, you're gonna you're just gonna have to ride the wave with us. You're gonna have to listen to us figure this all out together. Yes, because we really haven't talked about this episode like all week. No, um, no, on purpose. So, anyways, um, yeah, I'm like, basically, where were we at with that? Like, okay, so Farajer and Ed Sarah now in the conference room, mm. and there's a really good burn to fairy. <laughs> It's kind of mean, but it's really funny. It um, is funny. I laughed, so maybe I'm mean. Because, you know, they're basically like, well, good. I'm glad you guys are getting married in just a few days. Like, yeah, that's stressful. But honestly, the stress of planning a long-term wedding too, like, Fairy's like, you know, like, I know people who have broken up before they even got to the wedding. And Sarkon's, yeah. Sarkon's like, yeah, you, for example. Savage. So savage. <laughs> and then he said, boom, roasted. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we have this whole moment. Now, I here's what I did appreciate about it is that I'm like, I love that fair Sarah is a thing. Like, they are friends. Mm-hmm. They, like... I just Fairy is the one who went with him to go get his wedding clothes. Yes. Like, and they were planning a trip for the final four in Germany. I mean, with Engen too, but like Fairy was a part of it. And then they were going to do this bike tour that, of course, then, you know, Sarah Khan's like trying to like nudge, nudge, wink, wink, stop talking about that. And yeah, because, you know, and Sarah Khan's like, no, I want to stay with my wife and blah, 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 <laughs> and all this stuff. And of course, Ed does like, don't cancel on my account. Like, I'll be fine. He's like, no, real. Like, it just turns into this whole thing. And, um, you know, uh, it, it just, it becomes a thing. It becomes a point of tension. Um, and, you know, because then we also have Jaren, Jaren and Ferry with Mm -hmm. Angan and Pearl chatting about it. Angan tells about his prank idea for the wedding. Oh my gosh. Worst prank idea. I was like, of course, Angan, you're the one Uh coming up with it. Uh Well, and Ferry laughs about it, of course. And then Pearl and, uh, Jaren are like, why is it again that men think they're the ones who are suffering when it when they get married? Like, why is yeah. it a th- like why is the running joke like oh a man is the one who gives up? It's a sacrifice for a man to get married because they're basically like no, it's a sacrifice for the woman to get married. Look at this crap we have to deal with. And you know, so it, it doesn't go over well. So now uh, they're kind of on the outs. The girls yeah, are like they're all fighting. They're all fighting now. <laughs> Edda is wanting to talk. 
you know, about she comes back into the conference room. She's like, do you have time to talk or are you working? And he's like, no, come in. But he is working. Yeah. And again, she's just excited. She's like, I want us to do some stuff. Like I was thinking some things we could do for the house. Like that's something you and I are doing that makes it kind of new, but commemorates our being married. And so she's like listing off stuff that they can do, mm-hmm. but he's super distracted with work. She's like, well, I was thinking we could build new bookcases and maybe you could design them so that it's something special for our home. And he's like, but Pearl can do that. She's awesome at that. And she's like, no, that's not the point. Like, I want something to be you and me. And he's like, but I – Oh, such a man. <laughs> such a man thing. I, uh, I design houses, not bookcases. Yes. And we all went, oh. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> and so, of course, she's like – she's like – okay you're not getting this she's like okay well we're do that how about we come up with a music list for the wedding and he's like well why do we have a wedding planner and she's like well she's busy with stuff too but i'd like for you and i to actually be doing something for our wedding so that it represents us mm-hmm. and he's like mm-hmm, sure okay so she starts so then she suggests listen <laughs> guys writers Aye. Congratulations. I'm very proud of you for remembering that Sarkhan has a strawberry allergy. Okay. But I swear to you, they've told us that in every episode since they took over. Like, hey, look, we didn't forget. He has a strawberry allergy. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Because she's like, I think we should have strawberry cake for the wedding. And he's like, great idea. And she's like, damn it, you're not even listening. Like, she knows it. So she's like, mm. so she gets up and storms out, purposely leaves the chair out mm-hmm. as she storms out. He finally notices and he's like, yes. you left it that way on purpose. And she's like, oh, that you notice, that you yes. pay attention to. She, so at this point now, every couple is on the outs, like yeah. in some form or another. Yes. So, yeah, so basically, Engin is trying to talk down Pearl, Pearl still and then she finds out about the trip and he's like well we'll just put off our honeymoon mm-hmm. for the bike trip which uh-huh. was the wrong thing to say uh-huh Engin, come yep. on and it's that boy yeah and at some point too jared ferry is looking at the motorcycle in the lobby yes. and jared he's like well i just think maybe i should get one you know because once a man's married there's all this stuff he can't do and blah blah, blah. and she's like what are you talking about like so it causes a big issue because he's basically painting marriage as this thing that means there's all this stuff he can't do anymore Exactly. So er, literally, just trust us. Everybody's on the outs. Yeah. So So now we get to some overhearing. Yes. Some mistaken overhearing. So I said, here comes our BM, capital B, capital M, our big misunderstanding for the Mm -hmm. episode. So Sarkhan's on the phone. He's talking to Engin about some sort of landscaping issue. And he's like, crap, I don't want to tell Edda. We shouldn't have hurried into this. I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Well, Edda ends up overhearing, and all she overhears is that stuff about, oh, we didn't have to be in such a hurry. What Mm -hmm. am I going to tell Edda? I can't say anything. She's worried. We shouldn't have rushed this, blah, blah, blah. So she's thinking, of course, Mm -hmm. he's talking about the wedding. Mm -hmm. And with how distracted he's been, it would track for her to kind of be worried and sure. think, oh, well, maybe he's not as keen on getting married in a three-day span as, <laughs> as I thought. I originally thought. Right. And then the literal exact same thing happens with Serkan. <laughs> he finally wanders out of his office yeah. and then he hears Edda on the phone. She's talking to her professor about wanting to put off a project because right. it's really important and, you know, it's going to affect her career and the rest of her life. So, you know, she doesn't want to rush into it. Well, of course, Sarah kind of only overhears that part. So all he thinks is that 
marriage is a big decision that's going to affect the rest of her life and that she shouldn't have rushed into it. So now each of these two thinks the other thinks what they each aren't actually thinking. <laughs> it So it's a mess. Yeah. And then basically Mira comes in and then they have a whole moment where they're both thinking the other one wants to put things off and they're acting kind of cold to each other because of the big misunderstanding. And then they end up because like, Mira can we yeah I was gonna say can we give Mira a shout out where she's like yeah. uh sorry excuse me I've been doing this a while are you mm-hmm. sure you actually want to get married because this right here is indicative of an issue like, yeah yep and yeah she kind of is like think about it I'll see you later mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like all right girl she's seeing how they're acting and good for her for actually saying something yep so now Sarkhan's with Ingen it is with Melo, and of course, they're both each telling the other what they overheard. Mm-hmm. And God bless both of them because they're like, that doesn't sound like Edda. That doesn't sound like Serkan. Yeah. Are you sure? Maybe you should talk to him. Maybe you should talk to her. And it's like, no, I don't need to. I know what I heard. So then Angan's like, well, I still think we should go on with our wedding plans. You're getting a bachelor party, mm-hmm. um, you know, all this stuff. And so – uh, that's going to happen. Edda tells Melo about her project postponement. Mm-hmm. And that's that. So then this leads to a tense chat between Edda and Serkan because she's like, oh, so I hear you're having a bachelor party. And he's like, well, yeah, in Sapanja at one of Ferit's hotels mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And she's like, oh, you know, they're both kind of hinting around to the other because she's like, oh, I suppose you want to get away and think for a while and sort your head because of everything that's just happening so quickly. Mm-hmm. And he – so he, like – yeah, he agrees because he thinks that she's speaking for herself. And so he's right. like, yeah, uh-huh. Maybe this separation will do us good. And she's like, whoa, 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 what separation? He's like, well, we're not going to see each other even if it's just for a couple of days. That's technically a separation. Like, but she's obviously reading way more into separation than, you know, he meant it. Um, So basically, it's just getting worse. The misunderstanding is being built upon even more so. So later on, it gets even worse again with an awkward FaceTime. Yes. And they have some subtext about people tiring each other and all this kind of stuff. Yes. And there was no, there was no full name goodnight at the end of that FaceTime and it made me sad. Um, So... Yeah. Oh, and Erdem gets himself invited because he makes up that he was invited. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the end. Yeah. So now I love this so much. Perul shows up at yeah. Edes and she's like, I'm so sorry. It's not like me to just pop in on people like this. But they're like, no, of course, we're glad you're here. But, you know, she's having this. She's mad at Engen. She's frustrated, just like Edda's frustrated, just like uh, Jiren is frustrated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so there's this whole talk for a while. And basically what it boils down to. And also, I just want to shout out again, Melo, because she's still defending Sarkhan. Like, none of this sounds like my Anish day. Yep. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but what it boils down to is Fifi's like, let's go spy on them there then. Because they're probably <laughs> yeah. meeting girls and inviting them into the pool and <laughs> all this stuff. <laughs> so in the middle of winter. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, all right, Fifi. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, you know, it boils down to they're going to go crash the party and see what the heck's actually going on in Sapanja. Yeah. So, so the next morning, um, we get stressed out, yoga eye done. Mm-hmm. Safi kind of is just encouraging her, like, why don't you and I first spend some time together? You guys can kind of relax and get to know each other a little bit better. You're going to mm-hmm. be family soon. She can see how sweet you are, blah, blah, blah. And then this, I mean, I'm just going to sum it up right here. Yes, because please do. All they do is they go get her some Botox. She gets some mm-hmm. lip injections. And um, 
They find her some designer dresses for the wedding. It's kind of them just trying to make over Ifair and turn her into something that she's not. Right. Um, one – Which probably, leads to a really good conversation. Yes. That was the best part of all of it. Yes. All of the whole middle part, I was like, okay, this is just silly filler. Mm-hmm. You know, the two of them being as different as they possibly could mm-hmm. be. Um but yeah, they end up having a really good conversation, and because I Idon is kind of like, look, why you grew up in a really wealthy household? Mm-hmm. Why is it that you decided to not be with the wealthy people who raised you and to take advantage? Uh, because clearly, Idon appreciates having money and being able to buy designer clothing and all this stuff. And Ifair just kind of explains, you know, my mom is a strong woman and to show her strength, she kind of locked us in this castle that she built and she had me and my brother doing everything that she wanted us to do. Every step that we took was planned by her and that kind of from a young age, she felt really kind of pressed in upon. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And she just couldn't wait to get out. And her brother was the one who really made that first move by marrying Ida's mom. Mm -hmm. So because of that, because he was the first one to push back, she kind of followed suit. Mm -hmm. And she just talks about how upset her mom was, Mm -hmm. how she did everything in her power to prevent it. Of course, this is stuff we already know. Right. And Aidan, of course, recognizes, oh, well, she's doing the same thing with Eda and Serkan, Mm -hmm. but it's not going to work with them, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, um, she, sorry, I'm like reading, I'm going through my, my screenshots. No, that's okay. Um, oh yeah. I think that's kind of the end of it. Yeah. She kind of is just saying, you know, she, she's happy with the decision that she made mm-hmm. and sometimes you need to make the choice for freedom even if it's not something that's an easy choice. Yes. So, yeah. And then, yeah, of course, Idon's like, oh, man, this is getting emotional. And so then she's like, let's have tea and she kind of tries to re- relighten the mood. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so honestly, all of it leading up to that moment was good. It was nice to hear Ifer's perspective and things yes. like that. So, um, so that's that. So – um, the guys are in Sapanja. They're all a bunch of sad mm-hmm. sacks sitting in the lobby. And I wish the girls were here. <laughs> uh-huh. And so, you know, I just wrote Q over the top because Lar wind up getting caught. You know, they run in. Yeah. This, uh, uh, this felt a little bit weird too because I was like, I get, you know, they were going just for goofy over the top comedy. But honestly, it would have been way more in character for them to just march in and like be like, yeah. What's going what on, are guys? You doing, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> oh, we decided to come too. What are you uh-huh. going to do about it? Yeah. So, anyways, either way, they wind up getting caught because they try calling the girls. Their phones ring. The FaceTime thing rings. You know, and they're all in the same lobby. Blah blah blah. So they're caught. Yeah. But they're still being all haughty. Like, well, we're here, but we're not here with you. Like, yeah. And even Ed is like, well, I wanted to go to some other place. I forgot already. It begins with a U. Um, mm-hmm. But Melo wanted to come here, and Melo's like, wait a minute, what? And she's like, oh, yeah, I wanted to come here. So there is a funny moment that I think is Karem breaking in this scene. Oh, 100%. When he's like mouthing <laughs> something he just to. Laughs. Well, and he's like mouthing something to Hande. And then yeah. 
Um, yeah, and then he just starts giggling. And he just cracks up. Yes, because I'm like, <laughs> you two are definitely on the outs as Edda and Sercon, so this makes no sense. So I was like, oh, yeah, you're for sure breaking character here. Yeah. But it was really yeah. cute, and I'm glad – whether it was just bad editing or what, I'm really glad they left it in. Yeah, um, me too. Because it was, it was fun. Yeah. So the girls all storm off in, mm-hmm. in a huff. They all, like, kind of flee to separate mm-hmm. directions because they're like, no, we're the mad ones. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then um, we get – a. Not great uh, conversation between Ed Sarah. Right. Because now – well, yeah, because the boys kind of agree that they want to find a way to get the girls to forgive them. And then that leads to a scene later on where uh, Ed is sitting by the fire or Sarah Khan's sitting by the fire and Ed joins him. And they – it's still just tense though. They have this conversation where they're not really talking um, and – what it leads to is an even bigger misunderstanding because they both mm-hmm. are operating under the assumption that the other one is already like on, you know, thin ice about the wedding. Right. So it leads to them being like, okay, I guess we're postponing the wedding then because that's what you want. It's like, I guess that's what you want too. So let's postpone the wedding. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so now we've now we've just made it a step further where the misunderstanding continues. Exactly. Um, and th- this leads to barbecuing in the rain. <laughs> yeah. Of co- whose plan do you think it was? Of course, it was Air Dem's plan. Uh-huh. Well, they're so all dummies like, for listening to Air Dem. I know. You're right. They're <laughs> probably worse for listening to uh-huh. them. <laughs> <laughs> but they're like the girls come and they're trying to entice them to go to the lake to go for a walk anything and the girls are just like but it's all it's stuff raining. that you yeah it's, it's all stuff you can't actually do in the rain so they're like you guys are dumb <laughs> yeah Erdem mentioned something about a pool and Fifi's like told ya oh <laughs> so anyway Ed Sarah joined them and they tell everybody about the rescheduling and the postponing of the wedding and of course they're all freaking out they're like why you need to talk to them this isn't right you mm-hmm. guys have to get this figured out so Sarah, they end up actually having a conversation yeah well because so, sarakon's like edda can we talk and she's like yeah. right here and he's like yes and then melo's like oh we're all gonna go on a walk and she <laughs> in the gets, woods <laughs> and so she gets everyone out of there and yeah. then Thank the Lord, they actually have a conversation. Yeah. And so thankfully, this whole thing doesn't last very long. Mm-hmm. So that made it way more bearable, in my opinion. And for the things we have coming up, I hope that trend continues. <laughs> for Des- real. Desperately. I'm like, okay, if there's one thing I beg for in consist- for consistency with, it's how quickly you resolve crap like this. <laughs> truly. Truly, truly. So they have a little chat and he's like, what's going on? (laughs) What are you talking about? Because um, she makes a comment about, oh, you love leaving people halfway there. Mm -hmm. And he's like, what are you talking about? When do I leave people halfway? And she's like, oh, are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) So they kind of fight a little bit. And she's like, well, what about rescheduling the wedding? And he's like, well, we're doing that because you think we're in a hurry, Edda. And she's like, I don't think so. You think so. And he's like, why would I think that? It's you who thinks that. (laughs) 
And then, yeah, they basically each explain what they heard. Yeah, like, they about the phone conversations and and it is like, like well, no, go ahead. Well, because it is like we misunderstood each other. Like, <laughs> yeah. And he's like still going off, and she just grabs him and kisses him. <laughs> yeah, because she's like, I don't want to reschedule the wedding, and he's like, Me too. I want to get married as soon as possible. And then he's like, I don't want it. And then she just grabs him. Yes. Yes. I don't want to spend another minute. And he, yeah, she kisses him. And then he grabs her and kisses her back. Mm -hmm. And it's adorable. And now they're a little. They both apologize, which is really cute. Yes. I said the little lovebirds are now back in the nest. Mm -hmm. Also, you guys, there's like 50 scenes of Erdem being lost in the woods. Let's just tell you he's lost all night and doesn't come back until the next morning. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, is this the twist of the episode that Ardem is lost and <laughs> dies of exposure? <laughs> no. No, it wasn't the twist. <laughs> but this happens quite a few times, but we're not going to cover every scene. So yeah. there's a little bit of a cute moment too where there where he's like, Oh, I we're between Ed Sarah and mm-hmm. he's like, Oh, I need to tell you something. I need to tell you something straight from the heart. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I love you so much and blah blah blah. And then he He's like, do you want it? And she, oh, and Ed is like, I'll say something too. <laughs> I called this the soyle scene because he keeps telling yeah. her soyle, soyle. Because she's like, let's not misunderstand each other anymore, okay? And he's like, oh, yeah, uh-huh. In my Yeah, I agree. I agree. And she's like, okay, I'll say one more thing. And he's like, soyle. <laughs> we have to reconcile all these people. And he's like <laughs> starting to get frustrated because he's like, he's- fine, we'll, we'll, make, we'll make them all make up. It's fine. <laughs> And he's like, anything else? And she's like, yes, I have something else to say. (laughs) She's like, "Uh, I'm a little cold. (laughs) And he's like, fine, I'll warm you up. Anything else? (laughs) And she's just trolling him at this point. Totally. It's so good. And then she's like, you're very stupid, but very cute. (laughs) (laughs) You're a really cute robot, Bola. And he's like, okay. And she's like, you really need me to say it? And he did. So I think this continues to further support the theory I brought up last week, which was not my theory. Um, it – oh, crap. I didn't save it again. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry because I credited it to the Black Deezy and it was not her thread. It was um, – Oh. I want to say it was Gwen's Watch Me Be Doing It Wrong Again. Um, It might have been Gwen's. But anyways – the whole thread about like Edda is more of like a show I love you than a say I love you. Okay. Um, okay. And I think this kind of shows that because she's like, yes. you really need me to say it, huh? And you right. know, she does eventually say like, I love you very much. And he's like, so do I. <laughs> and it's cute. But anyways, um, yeah, I was just like, okay, I think that kind of supports the whole like she is way more about showing her love than – Mm-hmm. Um, having to make sure she always says it. Um, but I will Definitely. just throw this out there for people who are more of a show your love than a say your love. Mm. Um, you know, there are probably people in your life who still want to hear it. <laughs> so it just oh, doesn't yeah. it doesn't hurt to, even though you know you're showing it, um, to make sure you say it to the people in your life. Because some of them probably still are just like, it's not that I doubt you love me, but there's just something reassuring for some people about hearing it so oh yeah it's never i don't think it's ever a bad thing no i don't think you can say that you love your partner too much right 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe if you're just constantly and you're super annoying about it. You're right. I don't know. They're, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. So. So they talk about the plans for the evening. <laughs> um, and he's like, oh. <laughs> he's like, oh. He's like, well, I want to spend romantic moments with you. And she's like, at your bachelor party? Uh-huh. <laughs> and he's like, well. Yeah, I mean, what's the – he basically is like, what's the problem? She's like, no, you can't leave them. And he's like, they also will spend romantic moments with their with their people. He's like – she's like, you've planned all this stuff. You came here. Don't – you can't do that. And right. he's like, okay, well, we'll play a game and then we'll have romantic mo- moments. <laughs> so anyway, it's – so he's like, okay, I'll play games with the guys. She's like, yeah. okay, well, then I'll have a pajama party with the girls. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of that. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. Um, so then we get a very sweet – there's no dialogue, but um, what song is it? That, oh, it's not even – it's just an the, one of the instrumentals they use on the show. We get a very snuggly and bundly montage of Ed Sare, like, uh-huh. walking on the pier and, you know, just looking out at yes. the view and holding each other. And I just really love this scene because Karem is the one who picked that spot out. Like he found it and like showed it to the camera guy, and then oh, that's I what, didn't know that. And that's what they wound up using. Mm-hmm. So it just makes it really cute. So, it does. Um, anyways, so now later that night, the boys are playing foosball. Okay, at this point, because like I said at the beginning of the episode, mm-hmm. um, I was drowning a lot of my Senchal Kapamasaros and other DZs. Yeah. I did not realize. I was like, oh, Senchal Kapama is like the only DZ that's really being super COVID careful. Like, Marashla oh has like that whole clubbing scene. There's people everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. And like, even, I don't know how long ago 50 Meter Squared was filmed because we know how mm-hmm. long Netflix, I mean, you know, Bridgerton was filmed like two years ago and it like just dropped. So for yeah. all I know, 50 Square Meters was filmed pre-COVID. But mm-hmm. um, if it wasn't, like, it's also, like – Full of people. Yeah. Like, so I was just like, I didn't realize that Central Kapama seems to be one of the only ones that's really being super careful because – That's interesting. You know, they're far – if you even see other guests, they're not a big part of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, all those when empty restaurant scenes. The empty restaurant scenes, even the fashion show where they were literally yes. the only guests. Later when they're about to judge this stupid beauty contest that was the dumbest and thing in the world. Just it's the three of just them. the three of There's them. no crowd. No. <laughs> that hotel manager is nowhere to be no. found. <laughs> so it's I was just like, rando girls walking down a red carpet. Yes. So I was like, oh, they really are like being super careful compared to other shows they are um so (laughs) anyhow um it just this was like me really realizing that so yeah they're asked to judge a beauty contest because the jury car is broken down this screams terrible idea but they wind up doing it and is the one who's like let's do it right and after all we know beauty (laughs) but farid's like i think it's a fun idea so you know and sarah comes like all right we'll think about it so Meanwhile, Edda's trying to soften up the girls to forgive the guys. Yes. And they're basically ready to do that. And so Melo's mm-hmm. like, well, I'll go see what they're doing. Like, 
So Mela goes to spy on them and what are they doing but judging this fashion show. Yeah. So it's so funny because when she runs back up the stairs, she's like, she tells Pearl, prepare divorce papers. I loved that. It was so I loved funny. That. And then they're like, let's go spit in their faces. <laughs> I was like, holy crap. They're, <laughs> they're out for revenge. <laughs> and the way she's so explaining because she's like can't when Mela like can't find her words uh-huh. and she's like putting her hands around like uh-huh. like <laughs> and she's like and there's and it's funny because she's like yeah they're holding up scorecards and they're just handing out tens left and right and Edda's like wait Sarkon's handing out tens uh-huh. like that's even as they're leaving the last thing she says is like wait did Sarkon give someone a ten <laughs> so. Oh god. They come down, they crash the beauty contest thing. Mm-hmm. They walk waltz right out onto the catwalk and their PJs and just stand there and of course it just turns into this like total goofy thing. Like yes. Sarakon when he sees Edda it's funny he actually holds up a 10 and she's like, "Oh, you're used to handing those out, huh?" And he's like, "Actually, this is my first one of the night." <laughs> So they're in trouble. They he winds up selling Ferit out. Like yes, because yeah, well, he's like, guys, just agree with whatever I say. I'm well, the one getting married. He's here. like, I'm the one getting married. You're already married. We don't even know what you are with Jaren. <laughs> I was like, what a brat. Well then, er, then Aiken turns on him too. He's like, yeah, you're just a single guy. <laughs> Which, of course, Jaren's like, oh, you are, aren't you? Like, it's, <laughs> it's bad. So I but, love because they turn the tables on them. And they're like. Well, let's... before they do that, though, I love it. Because, again, the whole Melo thing. Because she's like, you know, I'm disappointed most in you, Anishte. I wouldn't have expected this out of you. And Serkan's like, listen, you're right. We have a special thing between us. You're so right. But right before they turn it on them, which I loved. I I know you don't watch Ainen Ainen, but his character Denise leapt out right here. Oh, really? I was like, this is totally Denise because he um he's like this is when he tells the guys like um okay I'm about to tell her something like it's gonna yeah he's like covering his face with the yes thing. yeah and he pulls it down to say it and she's like let me guess your friends were down in the dumps because their <laughs> wives slash girlfriends are mad at them and you were just trying to cheer them up and when he says see right here this is why i'm in love with you this is why you're my soulmate you you get me like uh-huh. the way he did that was just totally his character and I I and I so it just made me laugh because I was like this so is funny. totally something Denise would say to to Neil. So anyways, then like you said, they're like, well, if you're real willing to do anything to be forgiven, here's what you're gonna do. So funny. So they make them walk back and forth on this, which I was like, okay, so they've just dis- they they're able to just halt this whole show apparently. <laughs> that they and had an like, official jury coming. Girls. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're taking over this, and the the men are gonna do this now. Not a problem at all. Nobody, nobody. It's just the annual hotel manager. Yeah, it's just the annual beauty contest that they. Yeah, no big deal. (laughs) They're like, it's over. I didn't even think about that. (laughs) So. So they turn the tables on them and it's so funny because they're like, oh, can you walk again? And I was 
cracking up at Serkan in all of these scenes. And maybe it's because of how, like how you said, his, his Einan Island, Einan Einan character left out. But because he almost like stomps his feet uh-huh. when, when she tells him to walk again. And he's like, we already walked seven <laughs> times. <laughs> And they like make them stand in front of the wings. Oh my and gosh! Then and turn I around. It. I loved it because when Jaren gives him a gives Ferry a zero, and he's oh, super legitimately offended, and he's like, "Jaren, how ugly!" <laughs> and she's like, "Well, it's just because you're used to handing out tens. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh man, I love <laughs> how I just loved it. They each were hilarious in this. Like, Engin yes. does this whole little spin when he's walking. Oh, my gosh. I feel was... like this had to have been uh... – oh, my gosh. What's the word? Like, ad-libbed? Yeah, but it, that's not what it is. But, yes. Uh, spon- not spontaneous. No. What's um, the classes that Michael Scott always took? Improv. Improv, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many people were screaming that at the podcast right now. How you got it to spark in my brain too? Well, I yeah, because I was like, I I hate when I can't grasp the word, and I'm like, you know, there's probably people who were screaming it at us, and we couldn't hear them. Oh, that's anyways. Yes, I feel like this had to have been an improv scene because that I just feel like that kind of goofy and comedy when it's scripted, it just isn't as good. Like Mm -hmm. so, anyways. Yeah. All that but to be said, just being like super offended, like yes, zero. What so are you talking about? all that to be said, I I did wind up loving this scene because at first yeah. I was like, I'm sorry, I can't believe Karem agreed to do a scene like this. Like this is so sexist. Like, but then the fact that it got turned around, like uh-huh. yeah, you guys were fine with having girls who had to walk back and forth and do this, but now you're complaining that you have to. Like, so I I loved how it turned out. So so good. Anyways, so, so now it's the next morning in the lobby, I think, because yeah, now they're I, all. Oh, well, yeah, they did change. I thought it was the same night. No, because then Eredem finally comes back from being gone all night, eventually. Uh, so it's just weird because it just shifts very quickly. So, But it's it the next does. morning. They're all dressed in bundly and cute. And okay. Ed Sarah's all snoogling. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like. Oh, where was the hand – because, you know, he's got his arms around her, but his hand's, like, resting on her hip, but more on her butt. So, of course, everyone is like, oh, was there direction for that in the script, Karam? Look how comfortable they are with each other. Now, the logical person in me wants to be like, well, yeah, they've now been co-stars for several months. So yeah, they probably are – almost 30 episodes now. Right. So they probably are very comfortable with each other. So when yeah. it's just like, hey, you guys need to be all cute and in love, mm-hmm. that's exactly what they're doing. Mm-hmm. The other part of me wants to be like, oh, it's just muscle memory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he does not even thinking about it because mm-hmm. that's what he does all the time. Because it's natural. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Ang- uh, Erdem finally shows up, and he's all sad because nobody remembered him. Nobody looked for him. He's like, "You, you left me out with the with the bears all night." Mm-hmm. And he's all, wait, wait, wait. All pathetic. Th- isn't this after they all? Yeah, this is after they all because we get the whole. They finally get the. Got girls to forgive them. Yeah. Like, but then – at the bar. Then they're at the bar. But Karem 
uh, once they're all forgiven, Serkan is like left to Edda, like, okay, they're made up. Let's go up to the room and do something. And she's yes. <laughs> and she's like, what are we going to do in the room? <laughs> yeah. Oh my I gosh. wonder, Edda. Yeah. So every, like, Serkan's kind of trolling Angin. Even after Pearl forgives him. Yes. Jerry Fair makes up. Everybody makes yes. up officially. Yes. Um, and then yeah. our dem shows up. Uh-huh. Yeah. So he's all sad because you left me alone among the bears and the wolves. And it was so cold. And he's like, <laughs> I loved this because he's all, it was so cold. But do you know what froze the most? <laughs> and Melo is like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> and again, I was like, was that not scripted? It probably was. I feel like so much of the stuff Sarp does. Seriously. Is like, because he's just so funny. So I'm like, I feel like a lot of this was just like, here's the general idea of the scene. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah. So he says his heart is what froze the most, but. Um, Serkan is compelled to apologize. They all apologize because Edda's like, come on, the poor guy, like, we forgot about him. He was out in the cold all night. You need to apologize. So he begrudgingly apologizes. Everybody's like, we're all sorry. We all love you. Fifi even says it and he freaks yes, out about he that. Does. He's like, you, you love me. <laughs> so anyway, and then he starts to, he hugs um Serkan uh-huh. and I said again Karem left out oh yeah because the oh yeah him trying desperately not not to laugh, to laugh. yeah <laughs> and then he spills about the cone sugar finally. yeah once he's like well now that you all love me and I and all that I just want to let you know by the way here you go and then it's like quick confession and then hurry let's dance yeah so then the music plays and i was like okay this had to have been improv because sarp goes and grabs a guest from a table yeah. look that whole scene when he starts <laughs> dancing i was like this is this is booze cruise uh-huh. when, when michael scott is trying to give his motivational speech uh-huh. as he's dancing oh my gosh so they're all dancing it's cute and funny and then eventually that guy winds up dancing with Perel, and then Angan like shoves him out of the group <laughs> I didn't even notice that oh that's so funny so, so finally Ed Seraph able to get away and we get their whole sexy time scene yes because yeah Sarah getting a massage and Edda walks in and takes the girl's place he doesn't know that but she like pinches his little nerves and his yes. shoulders and makes him jump <laughs> And then she's like, nobody can touch me but you. And then we get, yeah, we get the whole thing there in the bath. And poor, listen, this happened today on Karem's live too. He did a live with a university, like a Q&A thing. Yeah. Um, and just like in 20, when he gets, you you can't, he can't hide when he's like blushing. Like he's just so pale. So it. at one point in the bath, maybe it was the water temperature, but he is full on blushing in in the bath scene at one point like after he pulls her really close to him mm-hmm. and i just kept thinking like how awkward is this because even when you have a skeleton crew like you're being filmed and mm-hmm. you need to make this look like intimate and sexy but it's probably anything but that yeah like and so poor guy i felt like he, whatever they were do like being instructed to do whatever i felt like he was just super embarrassed <laughs> um and then even today on his live like 
I don't quite know exactly which questions they were, but you could tell they were ones he was like really trying to think of a good answer because he was taking, he was kind of like, um, um, but he'd get like smiley and giggly and then his little face would just turn red. And I was just like, poor Kiki. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, I just had to point out, I was like, yeah, he got red a couple times in that bath scene. Um, and then, yeah, then they're in the shower and all the gossip rags went nuts in real life about it. And I was like, give me a freaking break. They're like all ripping it apart. But nobody's talking about the rape and murder and abuse that happens on a DZ. That's all good and fine. Yeah. But two people in a loving, healthy, committed relationship acting on that physically. Ooh. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah. It's uh, priorities are a little out of whack. Mm-hmm. But, uh, okay, so then Idan has a nightmare. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. It, she, she comes into the office and it's Serkan, Eda, and Semiha. They tell her that Semiha is transferring all her shares to Eda. Mm-hmm. Uh, wink, wink. And mm-hmm. that her and – or is it all of Serkan's shares Serkan's, to Eda? yes. That's all of right. Serkan's are to Eda uh, because right. then it's just her and Semiha and running it. That's right. And not only that, they're kicking her out of the house. <laughs> she can live in the outhouse yeah. by the horses <laughs> by the or horses. something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Safi is fired. Oh, Safi. I know. That I was, was like, probably okay, the worst that's, part that's of that dream. That's the lemon in the, in the paper cut for her. That's the twisting of the knife is that Safi got sacked. Poor so. Safi. See, he's one we deserve to know more about. Like, where is I his know. family? How did he come to the Bolots? Like, I, I want to know more about Safi. Stop bringing in old childhood friends and things like that. Tell me more about the characters that already exist. Thank you. I All right. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So. Now it's the dress uh, montage. That's right. We have a whole montage. Everyone ends up trying on dresses. It's cute. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Like, and this also is then the suit fitting or tux fitting, actually. Yep. Um, Fairy's with him, which I just thought was really sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And then we go over to the hammam. Yes. So, um. I did ask. I don't know if you had talked to anybody. No, but I I saw you asked in the fun network group. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, she responded because I was just like, is there significance to this? Yeah. There was a a Turkish woman doing a QA and a in a group that we're in and it was very sweet. So Ashley asked a question. Yeah. I kind of just was asking what's the significance of the hammam? Is this just kind of a tradition that they all do? Um, And – yeah, basically they go to a spa and it's – hammam just means Turkish spa and mm-hmm. Turkish bath and they all go and get brushed and polished mm-hmm. and <laughs> she was like, it's great. You come out of the hammam 20, 20 pounds lighter. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's we get kind of a – we get another dancing moment. Where they're just having a grand old time. Yeah. I was cracking up because Fifi's just sitting there and I was like, I am Fifi. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wait. And what about in the Facebook group? Julia was like, Julia posted this picture. She's like, I know. Were you offended by that? (laughs) And I wasn't offended, but I was just like, hey. Well, because, yeah, because she posted these two houses, right? Mm-hmm, that are right next door to each other near where she lives. Okay. And one is like this black and gray, mm-hmm. like just dark house. And the yeah. one right next door to it is bright pink and purple. Yeah. And Julia was like, this is totally like, it made me think of like if Fifi and Mela live next door to each other. And then Marianne yes. is like, or Ashley and Kristen. <laughs> 
I was like, there's she. I was like, there's nothing bright pink and purple in my house. But I. It's not about the literal (laughs) portion of it, Kristen. (laughs) And honestly, that picture of the two of us at prom, (laughs) that is all the proof that anyone needs of me with my black eyeliner and my fishnet gloves and my. And me and my princess peach ball gown. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So anyway, um, we do get a really sweet moment. It's the glow up moment we have been living for. Honestly. Mm -hmm. So do you have this? I don't. Oh, I didn't. I didn't um, take any screenshots of it. Because, yeah, it's just such a – it's just – I loved it. So much. It was it's so, so perfect for Idon and Edda. Yeah. So Edda basically says, um, Aidan Hanum, I know you don't like these things very much. Uh talking about all the traditional stuff. Mm-hmm. But she and and Aidan is kind of like, it's not that I don't like them. I'm just not used to these settings. I don't do much of this. And Edda says, Well, me either. I don't really know a lot about it myself. But Thank you for being here with me mm-hmm. and thank you for being by my side. And it's so cute. And um, they kind of talk about Serkan and how she knows that Aidan is worried about Serkan. And Aidan's like, yeah, I can't help it. I'm his mother. I trust you, but I also worry. And yeah, because so, he's my son. Exactly. She's like, he's my life. He's my everything. I would give everything for him. She's like, um, you know, we're – Okay, so sorry. Then Eda says, "Now I'm here, making a new beginning, opening mm-hmm. a new page." And up until now, I had only really had my aunt as my friends and family. Now, when I get married to Serkan, I'll have you too. Mm-hmm. And it's really just sweet because Idan ends up telling her, "If you want, you don't mm-hmm. have to call me mother-in-law. You could call me something else." Mm-hmm. And Eda kind of starts to get teary-eyed, and I Fairy even gets teary-eyed. Yeah. And it's a really sweet moment. And she's like, I don't know if I can. It's been so long. She's like, but I'll think about it. Yeah. And it's just really cute. Yeah. It was. I loved it. It was a very sweet emotional moment. Um, And then, Mm -hmm. of course, Idon's like, okay, aren't we celebrating my daughter-in-law? Like, turn the music back on. And they, you know, they all dance and stuff. Um, Yeah. And then, finally, Angan gets the envelope from Erdem. Yes. And – so now it's in Angan's possession and his to deal with. So mm-hmm. then we have a cake tasting montage at the house. The girls are all tasting and picking out the cake they're going to have. We have a very sweet Sarah Khan and Idon moment at later that mm-hmm. night. It's just the two of them. And, you know, he's basically talking about how they're gaining more family. And because yeah. Idon's kind of like, is it wrong that your dad's not here? You know, and he's like, listen, dad made his choices he has to live with them like you and i are fine Mm -hmm. we're good we're this we've got each other and after tomorrow we're gonna have even more family like you know so that it's 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 all a good thing and Mm -hmm. same thing edda and ifair we have this very sweet moment where she you know edda's like i don't know what the heck would have happened if you hadn't taken me in like Mm -hmm. what my life would have been and you know ifair basically tells her well you saved my life too and you kept me going after you know because she lost her brother, her sister-in-law, the only family yeah. she really had because they up and left their mom. Right. You know, so that was a devastating thing. And so Edda is what kept her going and kept her um, head above water. 
And, you know, so they just have this very sweet moment too where, you know, they're just very grateful for one another. And, you know, she's like, I'm not going far. You're not going to lose me. It's just that Mm -hmm. I, you know, not going to be living here anymore, but I'm so happy I have you. And it's all emotional and beautiful. So that's all great. And then the next morning, it's wedding day. So we're dancing in the lobby of the venue. Um, I mean, this made sense. It was cute. It's, you know. So um, they're – so it's wedding prep time. They get to the bridal room that Idon had set up and it's gorgeous and fancy and Mm -hmm. lovely. And then we finally discover the dossier issue because Ferry actually opens up this envelope and is like, "Uh, hey, this is time sensitive. There was a money transfer that didn't go through. And if it doesn't go through today, like this whole project is screwed and Sarkhan's the only one who can sign for it because – Basically, this would have been an Alptekin thing. Mm-hmm. Angen realizes, like, oh, this is something that probably got sent to Alptekin, but obviously, right, that's it's not probably a, thing. a holding thing, and right. not an art life thing. And so, yeah, he's like, crap, we're gonna have to go like ruin Serkan's day because, like, we have mm-hmm. to deal with this. So yeah. the girls so are getting go ready. And tell him, <laughs> yeah, the girls are getting ready. The boys deliver the bad news, and yeah. so we get to this scene where Serkan runs to the bridal room and mm-hmm. is like, I need to see Edda. And they all are like, you can't see her, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, it's very important. I need to talk to her. Like, so he explains that he has to go to Italy. Right. You know, blah, blah, blah. So they are like, okay, she's in there. So he walks in while she's getting ready. This feels like a nod to episode two because mm-hmm. she's looking in the mirror. He walks in and is kind of stops and just sees her just like and, he does in episode two. And gold plays. And gold is playing. Mm-hmm. And you know, so he walks right up behind her. Only this time he can touch her <laughs> because before yes. he didn't have – he wasn't allowed to touch her without her permission, her direct permission. <laughs> uh-huh. And this time it's just a given that nobody can touch the other but the other. So he pulls mm-hmm. her close to him and they're looking in the mirror and, um, you know, of course – it's just cute. He gives her a kiss on the cheek and is just snuggling her and makes it a point to, you know, say that if he th- – this was in the fragment um, mm-hmm. before this episode aired where he says, yeah. if I was born a hundred times, I'd fall in love with you each and every time. And I, being the wedding yoke person I was all week, uh-huh. uh, retweeted that and said, yep, I bet that's about to get tested. So this is where I started having my amnesia suspicions because I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I bet you're going to make him actually do that. And the only way to, quote, be born another time is to lose your memory. Again, so. we're getting heavy, heavy, mm-hmm. heavy-handed foreshadowing here. Mm-hmm. Can you even call it foreshadowing? It's more like – I know. It's – Like 10 it's shadowing? Like, <laughs> it's, it's like – here, look at this. Look at this big flag. Let me let me drop it in front of you. Yeah. Okay, do you see the flag? Do you, uh-huh. do you understand what's happening? Uh-huh. Let's point some lights at it now. What do you think is gonna happen? Uh-huh. Look, all I'm saying, guys, is pay attention mm-hmm. over these next episodes, mm-hmm. and you might notice some things and be able to predict some things. Exactly what's gonna happen if yep. you read between the lines just a little bit. So. Yeah, so if I was born a hundred times, and it's like, sorry, I know so many people are probably like, this is so beautiful and emotional, but I was sitting here just laughing the entire time because I'm like, this is this uh, this means this. This beautiful moment is being ruined for me because I know exactly what they're telling us, like because DZ Land 101. Um, so he said he'll be right back. Oh, okay, that means he won't be right back. Uh huh. (laughs) 
So she's like, Sarah Khan, you're so handsome. And he's like, no, you're so beautiful. And I like that he's like, is this your dress? I think this is what you should wear because it's just her little silk robe. (laughs) And then, of course, he's like, okay, because she's like, I love you so much. And he's like, "Um, I love you, too. But I have to tell you something. Don't be mad. And she's like, well, if it's something to get mad at, I'm going to be mad. And I was like, okay, good, because that's totally Edda. Edda would not be like, okay, I promise I won't get mad. Yeah. So. Um, so she this is when he tells her, says, mm-hmm. yeah, that he has to go. Yeah. And she's like, uh, right now. <laughs> He's like, yes, now, immediately. She's like, without me, right now. He's like, uh-huh. And she goes, uh, now, you're leaving our wedding right now. <laughs> He's like, well, I don't mean that. Mm-hmm. I just got – you know, I'm in a corner with the situation and you no, know, he says, I'll, I'm just going to put the wedding in a corner uh-huh. right now with people that I trust very mm-hmm. much. And then when I come back quickly, I'll take it back. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and she's like, can't you have someone else in the holding handle this? And he's like, right. no, I'm the only one who is um, certified to sign for this and it has to be taken care of. Like, and this mm-hmm. is when my little light bulb turned on and I thought, oh, so – Baba is about to be responsible for someone else being taken from Edda's life again because yep. when it boils down to this, yeah, it was Erdem's stupid envelope thing, but if mm-hmm. but if Alptekin hadn't done what Alptekin has done that led to this, uh, Serkan would not be the only one allowed to sign for the yep. fund transfer and all that stuff. So really, this mm-hmm. is going to be uh, Alptekin's fault that someone else is being taken from Edda again. Just yeah, had to point that out. Point. So yeah. So she's asking him to go tomorrow. He's like, "It's the last day I can do this. I'm really sorry. Mm-hmm. I swear, if I could postpone it, I would postpone mm-hmm. it." And she's like, "Well, what if we postpone the wedding?" And he's like, "No, we're not going to postpone the wedding." He's like, "Look, what time is it? It's ten mm-hmm. fifteen. Awesome. I have a private plane. It's already ready. I'm gonna hop on it. Go sign this. I'll be back." Even if it takes me seven hours maximum, I'll still be back by five in order mm-hmm. to be here for the wedding. So he's like trying to calm her down. Right. Like basically he'll still be back with like two or three hours to spare. Right. Um, and oh, I, again, I can't help but <laughs> be a little bit of the – I don't know what to call it. I, what did I call it last week? Party the po- pooper? The poop and the punch bowl. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. The only thing that kind of makes me go, hmm, about the fact that he's like, I have to go to Italy and sign this, is this dude was ready to let Baba Ane take over the whole company. This dude was ready to sign it over to Edda in Mm -hmm. episode 20. He has said, I don't know how many times now, I don't care what's taken from me Mm -hmm. as long as I have Edda. Mm -hmm. So really would he have gotten on a plane – to fly to Italy on his wedding day. Uh-huh. And also, I, like, you know, there's all kinds of electric payment things. I know. Things. I was about to say. So, Haven't like, any of these people heard of DocuSign? Venmo or DocuSign. So, like, how about you can't do a direct bank transfer. Right. Like, you're rich. <laughs> just Venmo him some, Venmo the, some money and deal with the whole transfer thing later. Like, or lose the one single project that is yes. at risk here. Yeah, and lose say, the project and give me eat one the money. more day. I'm getting married yeah. today. Or just go get on the phone, uh-huh. or just be <laughs> like, "Listen, my 
the love of my life is worth more than whatever this money is. So I guess we're losing this project. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like all this stuff that he's like, I don't care about my reputation. I don't care about the company. (laughs) But now all of a sudden he cares about it enough to get on a plane to Italy. On his wedding day. On his wedding day. Yeah. Make it make sense. And then again, we're like, (laughs) we're like, I'm sorry, guys. I just can't. Here's the 10. This is the 10 shadowing here. She's like, will you really make it? I will. Of course I will. Is that a promise? I absolutely will. Look, don't leave me here. Never. I would never leave you. I will never leave you. Where would I leave to? I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) 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 Oh, my gosh. And again, She's like, I'm in me. I'll be back immediately. You'll cl- you'll blink, and when you open your eyes, I'll be back. And this she- is where I was like, maybe she's really just passed out this whole time, and when she does open her eyes, he will be back, and this will all have been a terrible dream. But that would be wonderful. But that second fragment, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> keep going. Sorry, that's okay. Just again, he's like, immediately. You won't even notice that I'm gone, and I'm like, <laughs> they are really digging deep with. <laughs> DZ translation. You will absolutely notice that I am gone. It's like you will have just freshly put on your dress when I get back. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. I love you so much. I will always love you so much. Whatever happens, whatever happens, whatever. I will always love you. Here's what the DZ translation is of that. Something is absolutely going to happen. Something and, really terrible is about to happen. And it's actually not going to seem like I will always love you through that. Yeah, it's going to really test the appearance of the depth of my love. <laughs> And then she says, I trust you. I'm like, guys, just keep piling it on. <laughs> We've only asked for her to say this since like what episode? <laughs> and oh she gosh. finally says it and he's about to do something. That, uh-huh. Like she's trusting he's about him to, to fly away on yeah. a plane. She's like, I trust you to come back. And he's not going to come back, you guys. And then she, he says, nothing can keep you away from me. Which means something is absolutely going to keep him away from her. Sorry. You know what's really funny? If we were to replay our podcast episode of EK47, we it's were. probably the same exact thing. No, it's probably oh, no? us being like really upset and like. And then they were about to go off and do this, and then it got ruined. Like, we're probably these emotional sacks. But then because of that, it is what prepared us for us laughing about this really tragic final scene. It's true. It's true. Speaking of laughing during tragic final tragic scenes, remind me to mention that when we get there. I mean, we're almost there. Yeah. So, yeah. Basically, they were like, we're going to keep laying it on. Well, and then they have him like extra stare at her oh when he like gosh, he like stops his, at the doorway his one last look at her before he disappears through the tinsel <laughs> and then wait let's put the icing on the cake she walks back out to the girls and she's like he says he'll be back if he says he'll be oh back he'll be back which really means he's, he's not never coming, coming back, back. Now, listen, if this were not a rom-com DZ, if this were just a DZ that was not classified as romance, he absolutely would have died in a plane crash. Oh, for sure. Like, he'd be dead. 
100%. He would absolutely be dead. be dead if this were <laughs> not – if this were just a typical DZ, he would have died in that fiery plane crash. So at least with this, we we have – it's just a lost plane. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. We can't find the plane, but when we do, he'll be alive. <laughs> So then they, so they're like, well, let's continue the wedding prep. And she's a little bit forlorn. But by the time it's all over, she's dressed and beautiful. And everyone's like, Edna, you're gorgeous. You're this, Mm -hmm. you're that. And so they sit down and um, Ifair, did you notice Ifair calls her Perry Cuz? Yes, I did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's like, you look like a fairy girl. So cute. And then we get a really sweet moment between her, her Hala and her, her future mother-in-law. Each of them give her a gift, mm-hmm. and it's really sweet. Uh, yeah, it's one special of them, jewelry. Yes, so that was a nice, adorable, emotional moment. Yes, her mom's necklace, her uh, mother-in-law's mom's ne- uh, ring. So ring. there's mm-hmm. these significant things, and then a letter comes. Safety delivers mm-hmm. a letter. And it's from Baba Ane. And mm-hmm. basically, Baba Ane's like, sorry, just like just like so many other moments in your life, I'm missing your wedding, which I'm like, but you didn't have to. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, you know, I wish you well, but here's the thing. I want your marriage to start off with equal balance. And then, boom, the big reveal. She signed all of her shares over to Edda. Yeah. So Idon's like, oh, my gosh, the company is owned by my son and my daughter. Like, you know, it's all, everybody's happy. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yada yada. That's great. And then Jaren's phone rings and it all goes to hell. Well, there's a shoe signing and it's cute because they <laughs> that put, is true. They that's put everybody's cute. names on it because that's yes. another thing. Like, yeah. So, but then yes, you write Jer- your name on the bride's shoe if you want to get married, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. And so they start writing everyone's names, even yeah. like even Fifi's and all that. Yeah. So then, yeah, the phone rings. Now, let me tell you. Okay, listen. I understand it was a shock. Mm-hmm. But if I got a phone call, oh, I had the same thought on your wedding day. Uh-huh. I, I would not turn the TV on and let the TV tell you. Nope. I'd be nope. like, I'd be like, get me Ashley right now. I need to talk to her. <laughs> I would take you in a room where it's just you and me. I would uh-huh. sit you down and be like, listen, I need you to focus on what I'm about to tell you. <laughs> I love you, and I'm so sorry, mm-hmm. but. Eric's plane has disappeared. (laughs) Sorry, I wouldn't laugh. I wouldn't laugh. I wouldn't laugh. The point is I wouldn't let the freaking TV set tell you. I would tell you. So, And I would not tell you when you're surrounded by 15 other people. I would would tell you and then make sure your mom was in there and your sisters were in there. Even if you were surrounded by the people who you're closest with. I'd still tell you. I would not let the TV tell you. Exactly. I yeah. would tell so, you and then be like, okay, it's on the news if you want to have more info. Right. But at that point, I don't think you'd really be worried about it at that exact moment. It would just be – yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so I agree. I was like, Jaren, girlfriend, uh-huh. spit it out and tell your friend. Not just uh, 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 and then turn the TV on and then let the TV tell your best friend that her fiancé is likely dead in a plane crash because they can't track the plane. Yeah. Yep. So he's missing, presumed dead. Mm-hmm. And because then, the plane has been presumed crashed. Exactly. They lost track of it. And exactly. then we get this whole – I actually really liked the way this moment was done because mm-hmm. you get it from Edda's perspective. Right. Um, and everyone's everyone's freaking out but also doing their best to like 
calm her down calm her and Idon down mm-hmm. but they're all processing it too like this is a loss for all of them but clearly right. it's the biggest for Idon and for edda now first of all the fact that they even did this when Idon has lost a son already like oh i know uh, uh, i know it's, anyways, it's pretty brutal. No, and she's lost one son. Mm-hmm. Her husband has fled the country. Mm-hmm. And now the mm-hmm. only other person in her family mm-hmm. is missing, presumed dead. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. <laughs> so, but anyways, so they're all trying to like, but it's all gargled and this. And you can tell Edda's trying to focus on them, but she can't. And she's flashing back. Now, listen, again, if this was a regular DZ, he would absolutely yes. be dead. Because the montage yes. that flashes in her head in Look, black and okay. white this is like is a funeral part. slideshow. <laughs> this is the part that I was – I think as it was happening, I was just laughing. Uh-huh. Because I was like every – you know, we're, we're chatting in the live watch and uh-huh. everybody's like – freaking out they're like oh my gosh but I'm ashley so but and ashley I was, and i are like we been knew this was coming we tried well, telling you well i told them i told all the girls i was like look i'm really sorry you guys can hate me as much as you need to right now but them doing the flashback and switch fading to black and white like uh-huh. he is dead like he's deceased well, now and then they it's, freeze frame and and they freeze it yes. on him <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, the DZ drama. I just could not help but laughing. I know. Everybody's like crying. I know. Upset. I'm the like, the oh Twitter timeline, gosh. the Twitter timeline was like losing its mind. <laughs> and I'm just l- laughing. I literally tweeted, Efe Gite Amasercon, also Gite. <laughs> and people were like, you're well, mean. <laughs> <laughs> But you're right. But I was right. <laughs> oh my gosh. See, that's why we're such good friends because we <laughs> like your brand of humor. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was just like, listen, Ugh. like I said, if we hadn't already been trained for this from other DZs, like. Truly. Because, truly. because like I said, yeah. go listen to our EK47 episode <laughs> and we probably sounded like everyone else who was losing their minds and so upset. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, so, you know, the episode ends. She finally passes out, which that took way too long. Like, Edda would have passed yeah, out, like, the second pa- she heard way it. earlier. Oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah. The she second pa- it processed, she would have passed right. out. Right. But she passes out eventually. Yeah. So then the fragment came, and that one was just her. We know he's been gone for a while because, mm-hmm. you know, she's saying things like she's trying to do everything to, you know, keep everything going until he comes – until he's found and comes back. And she right. has this dream that he came to her – Okay. <laughs> Did you notice the way he wakes her up? You know, he's not like he doesn't gently touch her shoulder or stroke her face. He like rubs his hand down the whole front of her face. It's really funny. I I don't know why they did it that way. But he totally like she's asleep and he just like runs his whole hand down the front oh of her gosh. face. And I'm like, what a horrible way to wake up. <laughs> but of course, she's like, Sarah Khan, I've been, where have you been? I've this, I've that. But we 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 knew, but even if we didn't know, they did wind up showing us it was absolutely a dream because then he right. disappears and she's like, what happened? So that fragment was fine. Sure. Then they were like, listen, <laughs> we clearly didn't prepare them enough last week with three happy fragments because they all thought the wedding was actually going to happen. So yeah. let's go ahead and prepare them for what's to come so they don't eviscerate us like they did last week. 
Uh-huh. So Except let's just go maybe, ahead and light everything on fire. Yeah. They were like, instead of getting the firestorm on Saturday, let's get it with the Now. Uh-huh. Now, listen, you guys. You know that I am a huge advocate of never trust a fragment. However, and that was applicable last week because all three yes. fragments were happy and wedding preppy and all this stuff. And it was like the wedding didn't happen. Yeah. However, this particular fragment, I'm like, no, I was like, I'm not even commenting on this fragment. And then mm-hmm. I went on like a tweet rant for yeah. like 20 <laughs> tweets about the fragment. And I was like, well, I'm a hypocrite. And I I owned it. I was like, I'm a totally a hypocrite. But uh, yeah, I, I- like – them bringing Celine back uh-huh. and not just bringing her back, but in the worst way possible where uh-huh. she has uh, – it's some form of assault because he's clearly lo- – he's lost some por- – we don't know how much of his memory, but he has right. lost a portion of his memory. We know he's been missing for two months, but we don't know that he's been with her that whole time. Maybe he's only been around her like – a little bit, but the summary, which those I usually don't trust either because they usually don't reflect anything that happens in the episode. Yeah. But if we trust the summary, it seems like she was called right away. And mm. I just realized too, I think he was on his way back from Italy to Turkey when the plane that went would missing. Make sense. So that would make sense. my guess is he's in Turkey somewhere in the mm-hmm. forest. And for what we I have we these dots won't get connected until Saturday. But for whatever reason, Celine is who was contacted. Whether it was the people who rescued him, whether it was mm-hmm. him, um, it would make. I mean, see, I, part of me is like, well, maybe he didn't update his contact information. <laughs> but it would have been like, like I don't like, know. I don't think Celine Idon. was. I don't think Celine was ever his um, well, emergency and, contact. And even when so they were together, it would have been his mother first of all, mm-hmm. and. If anything, he would have immediately changed it to Eda, Eda in preparation for the wedding. Yes. Because that's the type of person he is. Yep. He's thinking about emergencies and yep. sickness. And if he yep. somehow ends up in the hospital, mm-hmm. because we know what a hypochondriac he is. Yep. So. so or, but if it's someone he like sought out contacting himself, like that he remembers, he could have contacted Engen. He could have contacted Peril. These Perel. are people he mm-hmm. went to school, boarding school with. Yep. Which that he's that's known an, for years. That's another thing I realized is they make it a point. I was like, oh, I get it. Because somebody pointed out that he's like typecast because he has an accent, which obviously we don't hear it because we're not right. Turkish. But I was like, oh, because in every DZ of his I've watched so far, they've had mm-hmm. some type of explanation for him. Like in Boucher here, he traveled all over the world. So like mm-hmm. from the time he was a kid. So his Turkish isn't typical Turkish. You know, and he speaks all these languages. In in such a case, he went to school in London. He went to school in London. And in Mutashem, he spent a lot of time in America. Like, Mm -hmm. and in his very first DZ, he went to school in America. And, like, they had that, too. And they even had him, like, speaking English in that show. So I was like, oh, I get it. Now he – why he had to be at boarding school in London. Anyways, all that to be said. um, He, like – if there's he's the one, there's all these other people. If he, because he couldn't have lost his total memory, or he wouldn't have right. even. There'd be no Celine to contact, so he clearly has only lost a portion of it. Whether it's just what the typical DZ <laughs> thing, where you only forget the portion of time you spent with your soulmate. Uh huh. Yeah. But some portion's been gone. It seems that he's been with Celine this whole time. So mm-hmm. number one. What a – I can't even think of the worst word to call oh, her. I know. To there let – aren't insults bad no, enough. No. To let everyone believe 
that he has like to let his mother, who you know has been through hell and back. I mean, she she knows better than most mm-hmm. people, right? Because she was one of the people that actually knew things about his right. past. Yep. And again, if we're gonna talk about the snuggled scene, I'm like, sorry, what Sircon is that? Oh, I want to throw. That's not a Sircon that we've ever met. No, because. Uh, even he didn't know, even let whole, her in his house when they were dating for three years. She yeah, could not ne- like the whole subtext of their relationship was that he, even when they dated for years, was cold to her and never once let on that he had you know these deep emotions mm-hmm. for her in any sense. No, she would say that and complain about that over and over yep. and over. Yep. So who is this mystery man? Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> who because suddenly he, has because changed he, personalities. Yep. Because if he only lost this portion of time, he would just be back to being robot Sarkon. Exactly. And, and he, he would be that way to Celine above anybody else. Yep. So uh, that makes no sense. Number nope. two, um, again, maybe I should have I should have consulted Hannah about this before I um say this. But you'd think Idon would be like, oh, I can't ever leave my house again because look at I finally left my house and got brave and then I lost another kid. Yep. So and she's not. She's clearly in the in the Yilda's household. So her she's not even like back. She has not reverted back to anything. And you know, and not not that every single agoraphobic person necessarily would, but it seems like that would be something really traumatic. And the fact that she lost another son might revert her. To, would you'd think it yeah. would somewhat like revert her? Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't yeah. appear that way. Uh, the uh, just the fact that she. They're bringing her back not to even redeem her, but to make her worse, where she is manipulating him being – she basically is trying to use Edda's parents' death as what is motivating Edda because look at now she has shares in your company. Isn't that weird? It's Isn't so that ugly. That, like it's so ugly because I'm like, okay, you left – you said you were leaving to go pursue the – and wait, what episode did she leave in? Celine? Yeah. Oh gosh, I I'm the wrong person to ask. Well, because now I'm like, crap. Was this was it an Aisha episode or was it a new writer episode? Because I if thought it, it was an Aisha. Okay, so because I was thinking, if the new writers wrote this, there's really no excuse. But really, they should know this anyways because they're writing for a show, you you know. And I know they've done their homework on some things because they've yeah. done parallels to plenty of older episodes that they were not a part of. Right. But when she left, she said. I'm going to go do a bunch of things that I put off because I was waiting around for Sercon. Uh-huh. So you'd think this time away would be her finding herself, her this, all that, so that if she is going to come back, it's so, like, she's in a different place where she's like, oh, crap, well, let me help you because, like, you you really turned into someone who was loving and who was able to show their emotion and this and that. And yeah, while it wasn't with me, I realized we weren't actually good for each other in that way. Like, let me help you find that person. Mm -hmm. Like, and there could still be the shock of her being the one to show up with him. Mm -hmm. And there could be that initial, like, they could have ended on that where Edda's like, what the hell is he doing showing up with Celine? And then, you know, beginning of the next episode could be, you know, then explaining her being like, look, I'm not here to cause trouble. I'm trying to help, blah, blah, blah. Like, but that's not what's happening. She's completely manipulating him. She is completely – and I'm just sitting here like, in what world is that going to work? Because everybody else knows. Like, so the second they show up, 
they all are going to need to call her on it, right? Like, I would hope so. And tell Sarkon, like, she's lying to you. Mm-hmm. Hey, look at all these people. Look at your own mother who is yeah. like, you know. So I, I'm just so baffled by where they're going with this. I know. I agree. Because I'm like, I agree. and just it again, makes zero sense. In what world is it okay to keep a man from his his mother? Yep. Fine. You want to be a horrible, horrible wench and not let his grieving fiance know that he's okay. Whatever. His mom, like his mother, who mm-hmm. you have a relationship with, who you yep. have known your whole life, who you have watched lose a son, who you have watched like. Yep. All this stuff. Who you supposedly care about. Who you supposedly love and care about. And you let her think her son was missing or dead for the last two months so that you could snuggle him in front of a fire. Uh-huh. I I know. Well, but, and and even if it's – because I, I think it'll end up being some sort of excuse like Sarkhan wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. He told me not to contact anybody. He well, he's not, not well. Yeah, well. He's not well in the head. So you don't <laughs> – right. yeah, that's but, not an but excuse. But like I'm, yeah. I'm kind of predicting, oh, that's yeah. going to be the reason, right. the why behind it all. And it's like, okay – but that's a terrible reason and yes. it doesn't even matter. No. Sorry. Nope. You are the healthy person in this situation and well, you that's need to question- help that's him. That's questionable. Well, <laughs> as yeah. far as, you know, making that type of a decision. Your memory is fully intact. Exactly. So, um, so now here's the thing. Here's the – look, I'm going to be a uh, – let's find the positive person. Here's the thing that can be done well with an amnesia trope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It doesn't usually happen, but here's what can be done well with an amnesia trope. Like, yes, you do get the whole, like, that flood of, like, feeling something when you first, Mm -hmm. like, see that person again, um, like, recreating certain moments, you know, and all of that for that spark and that this. But, uh, like, like, I just, I can't believe I'm saying this. But, like, at least in EK, John didn't show back up with Pullen. Like, I, that, that, I know, that would have been the ultimate equivalent. Right. Honestly. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah. he does ask about her when he first wakes up, but they are basically like, yeah, Pullen's not a part of your life anymore. And he's like, oh, okay. Like, well, and it makes sense because even when he, they were casual, yes. casually dating each other yes. for a long time. Right. It was, he was very detached to her yes. even while they dated. Yes. And wow, what a coincidence. So was Serkan. Mm-hmm. So it makes no sense mm-hmm. that, for yeah. Celine to be back in the picture. And like, again, with her being back in the picture for the shock value, for the whatever, or you just, you're finally going to get the villain thing right. Like, okay. Right. Okay, fine. Right. You crossed a – there is a – there's just an unwritten but understood rule in at least romance novel land that, like, once the hero and her, her, hero and heroine, like, meet, mm-hmm. there's usually not – I mean, granted, there are stories that do this, but for the most part, there's, like, nobody else for them, even during right. the angsty times, even during a breakup, even during, mm-hmm. you know, the big conflict – they usually don't go and sleep with – I'm, I'm not saying Sarkhan slept with her, but, like, I don't think that happened. I really don't think they're that stupid. But right. they usually don't stray, though. They but usually they don't, don't stray, and there's no kind of intimacy. Yes. to some other person. There's not an intimacy. And exactly. sorry, sex or Whether not – Whether it's an emotional or physical intimacy, exactly. it doesn't happen. Exactly. And this yeah. is just, like – it's. it just felt so gross and icky. Mm-hmm. Like, it really made me sick because I'm like, this makes – it makes zero sense. It yeah. makes zero and sense to have them snuggling in front of a fire. No. And 
holding hands before walking into art life, even if it is just her being a supportive friend to bring him in there. He would not, Robot Bullock would not no. hold somebody's hand for, no, for emotional support. And honestly, he would be like, stay home, I'll be fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, again, mm-hmm. it's it's just the whole, who who is this? Yeah. It's it, it it feels like they have fundamentally changed mm-hmm. who he is as a character. And right. again, again, we can't ever trust a fragment. Right. But man, these are pretty damning. Yes, they are. And <sighs> now there is a thing where he is holding a little piece of paper. And I swear I will riot if it is not that note she left him in episode 11 that says uh, that's, you know, the little she basically kind of. Uh, summarizes the little prince quote she doesn't write it exactly mm-hmm. but the quote that he's um the quote that she bases it on is um is the part of the little prince that says here's my secret it's quite mm. simple one sees clearly only with the heart anything essential is invisible to the eyes and in the note she basically tells him like see me with your heart and not your eyes and that's that one he like folded back he like taped it back together and is reading it in the car on his way to go after her yes um and i'm like if that's not the little note he's holding because <laughs> maybe like he kept it in his wallet or something after like it's like a little keepsake he's always kept uh-huh. so if that's not what he's holding i will riot like it's the only thing that would not only make sense yeah but be a proper tribute yes to bringing things you know, full circle, parallel, whatever you want to call it. Because that note is also what jogged his memory because, you know, but that was like a drugged, sick, you know, it made sense that he didn't remember the next morning because he was in like a stupor of sickness and medicine. But that note is what started making that stuff flash back to him. So if that, that would be a great parallel if that note's also what gives him weird flashes, maybe not full things that make sense to him. But if it's kind of the token that, you know, it's the, the important object Mm -hmm. that helps him get back to who he truly is. Right. And remembering, yes, little flashes. That would, it. uh, Mm (laughs) And then I'm like, but I also don't want to – I really hope for that. But then I'm like, don't hope for it because then you're going to be so pissed when that's yeah. not what it is. <sighs> I know. It feels like a loser situation, honestly. I know. And, you know, I I know they're going to end up together. I just don't – I just don't want this dragged out for three and a half episodes, mm-hmm. four episodes. Because what happened with EK, and you know, what happened with EK doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen with Senchal Kapama. Mm-hmm. But what happened with EK is they started this whole amnesia storyline, mm-hmm. and then the show got and canceled. Then got canceled. And, and then they were like, oh, now we have to wrap this up. But they didn't. They still and kept they dragging did. it out. They dragged it out. Until literally like the last 30 minutes of the stinking finale mm-hmm. when he finally got his memory back. So if they at least don't do that, and I here's what makes me hopeful that they won't, is because most of the other conflict – that they have created, mm-hmm. they have also solved fairly quickly. She breaks his heart at the end of 25. She proposes to him at the end of 26. Like, right. um, they yeah. misunderstand each other about who wants to push off the wedding. Mm-hmm. That's resolved in that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, she's ki- does kidnapped. She's found within five minutes of, of, the, the, ne- of the next yes. episode. So I, I mean, I am hopeful that they don't drag this amnesia out. And may or maybe it's a situation where 
oh, we start off following him and Celine, and then he shows back up at the company after like 10 minutes of the episode has aired, mm-hmm. and they're already back within each other's proximity. Right. And so everybody that, yes. has officially, you know what I mean? Right. Where maybe it's like, oh, this isn't near the middle of the episode, it's mm-hmm. right near the beginning, mm-hmm. and now we can start to work through the amnesia situation. Right. Like they're going to have these tense moments, and it's going to be different this time because she is absolutely 100% in love with him. Yep. This isn't where it's like a hate to love situation again where they have these tense moments where they both are like wait but we hate each other. Yeah. Um yeah, so I'm I'm curious how they're going to play that tension out. Mhm. Um yeah, I guess I just need to be prepared to have like all my heart broken and you know, I for the angst horror in me, I'm like I should be very excited about this. <laughs> I just hate amnesia so much. So I like, do too. Um, yeah. So I will – I would love to eat my words. I would love to be pleasantly surprised. I would love to be like, oh my gosh, like they did the amnesia thing great. And because we still have two hours and like 20 some odd minutes left of that episode to watch from the two forty-seven second fragments we got, like mm-hmm. that can absolutely happen. And I hope it does. <laughs> um, I'm not going to hold my breath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> my how cynical we have become <laughs> oh i've always been this cynical <laughs> but about the show yeah not, that's true i haven't been but, cynical about the show anyways all that to be said i will say this the actors are doing a brilliant job they we are, yes. love and respect and are proud of our cast and crew like this is not you know this is not anything about that. It's just yeah. No, I think I feel like everybody knows yeah. that, and and where whoever it is mm-hmm. who is to blame for right. all of this, mm-hmm. like we we don't really know that, and right? We really don't. So we're just gonna rail at whatever mystery mm-hmm. entity we need mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. <laughs> for the stuff that we that we don't love. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, because the fact of the matter is, is we love this show. We fall in love with these characters. Yes. We fall in love with this cast. And oh yeah, I'm not gonna stop. I'm not, no, like, like we're, we're, we're not yeah. stopping. No, we're, in we're here. We're in this. And whether yeah. he has amnesia until the rest of the series is over or not, or not. Yeah, I mean, I pray to God that it's <laughs> not the situation. Oh my gosh, no, because we honestly don't know how long that is. So oh. yeah. Anyways, um, yeah. So that's all of our random verbal vomity. This was – we're at uh, two hours and 20 minutes. And I'm like, oh, this will be fast recording because we're just – there's all this filler. But we had well, a lot of feelings. it was mostly – yeah, yeah. That was mostly just us. It wasn't even a yeah. lot of the episode. No, we just had a lot of feelings we needed to, like, purge so that it's like, okay, now we can just go into whatever Saturday holds for us. Like, yeah. and, yeah, have our expectations calibrated and go from there. So, yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, so that's it. Thank you guys for sticking around with us through our rant. Um, just a reminder, we'll have the link for the um, subtitle file uh, for 27 and 28 in the episode notes. Um, of course, you know, you know where to find us on social media and all that good stuff. That's all in the episode notes as well, like every week. Um, reminder, too. We won't be live watching and reacting Saturday because Ashley and I will not be at home. Um, So we – I'm going to do my best to – I mean, it'll be pretty easy because we're going to be busy. But Mm -hmm. I'm going to do my best to, like, stay off of social media. And, like, that way when I get home, I can watch the episode subbed and, like, not know. It'll all be a surprise. It'll, like, all be a surprise. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyways. um, I think that's that. 
um, other than that, um, I think we're good. I'm all talked out. I feel like I'm actually losing my voice. So <laughs> so links to everything will be down below in the description. I'll sign us off for once in my life, Kristen. <laughs> since you got since you're losing your voice, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, all our links where you can find us, uh, it'll all be down below. And uh, we won't see you Saturday, but we'll see you guys very soon. So until next time, good shows. Oh, it's